Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We're back. We said we would <laughs> go get a snack. I said, yeah, you said, let's get a snack. I said, we'll be back in five minutes. Refer back to our last episode <laughs> because we are currently recording two and this is the second one. And at the end of last week's episode, we said, oh, we're going to go get a snack and we'll be right back and record this. <laughs> That's and it's the most Christina <clears throat> M thing ever. Four hours later. We'll be right back. We're going to get a snack. And they'll just like fucking disappear. We didn't get a snack. We postmates a whole fucking meal. Fat sales, which are these gigantic sub sandwiches. If you guys don't have fat sales near you, go look up their <laughs> website. It's their menus pretty good literally i ordered the veg- only like vegetarian option which was falafel and it came with like french fries and shit on it like they basically pile them into like it's like imagine every drunk food yeah, you pr- exactly. possibly want to eat and they put it on a sandwich imagine our stomachs i had mozzarella this. sticks and chicken fingers on my sandwich it's and chicken insanity. fingers weren't the main ingredient it's in- yeah right it's insane it's like roast beef right i, I had roast beef with chicken fingers <laughs> and onion rings and mozzarella sticks and all, french fries all this to say we <laughs> took a break and we're back uh sorry i came upstairs too and i was like oh my god i never saved the freaking audio yeah there was a second where i thought i was gonna have to come back tomorrow and re-record last week's episode i thought for a minute that i was gonna quit the podcast forever but okay i guess we were on different pages (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so we we sat outside with the cat on a leash and ate our sandwiches yep that's exactly what we did it was lovely i've never hung out with a cat outside before it was a good time it was a good time huh yep geo ate a spider web oh good (laughs) So why, to be fair, you ate mozzarella sticks on a sandwich. Every, everyone had fun. <laughs> we all ate a lot of weird things, um, and our stomachs are not going to be happy. What is today? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Let me look. What's today? So this comes out on the 11th, which is the day of our Facebook Live. So if oh. you're listening to this like, in the morning, we're doing a Facebook Live for our patrons today. Yay! Um, I already went to uh, Kansas City for a wedding. I'm sure it was lovely. <laughs> And the, to new, be determined. the newlyweds are ha- happy as can be, I'm sure. Hopefully, still. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. They've one made, week down. They've made it a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and literally in one, two, three, in four days, I go to Austria. So oh. wish me luck, man. Oh, my goodness. I know. Uh, hope you have fun with that. Is there any reason why you drink this week? Uh, nope. 
Is there a reason you drink? I can make one up. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> uh, I did. Well, I have something if, if you. I guess uh, you go first and then I'll go second. Okay. Mine's not that exciting. Oh, God. Gio's here. Hi, Giovanni. Hi, Giovanni. With the sweet, sweet face and the happy eyes. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Go on. You go first. I don't want to go first. Uh, Mine's not interesting. Ow. Sorry. Mine's interesting in a way that you'll judge me. Okay. So I, as of this week, have decided that I'm finally, I know I'm behind, but I'm finally going to let myself watch the last 10 episodes of The Office. Oh I've, my God. You've never done it before. I've never watched I mean, I know this already, but I'm amazed that you're going to finally do it. I'm just sick of not knowing what happens. But I also, here's the thing. I have watched... Every episode through season seven, like while Michael's there. Sure. I've watched every episode at least a hundred times and I can quote them verbatim. Sure. But all of season eight and half of season nine, I've watched one time. Oh, okay. And then you stopped? And then I stopped. But I don't know what happens in the last 10 episodes. Robert California, I don't like. I couldn't stand him. My brother really likes that character i don't like it he I stresses could. me he gives me so much and then the anxiety. fucking british woman i could not handle her she just seemed like she was out of her mind like I mean, she, just she had, was yeah for sure she just had some <laughs> weird work values it got really weird with like dwight trying to sleep with her everything got really weird um it i just don't i don't like that part of the stuff i i stop it also like seven and kelly and ryan aren't in it and like andy left probably to do um hangover or something yeah there's a lot of shifting which well, like, is I, like they did okay for what they had i think but um i haven't finished it i don't know what happens i will by the end of this week but i have decided i'm just gonna just i'm just gonna find with. out but like i want to be able to quote like the entire series but i cannot get no, through but there's no the fun... robert california i mean quoting michael scott is the only thing we you're ever right. do you're you know? right what's wrong i feel me? like he's the pinnacle of the show um but yeah i just watched I mean, I'm watching, like, we have different people's Netflix on different TVs, so we're always watching The Office at, like, different <laughs> points on different TVs, so it's very weird. I never know who's dating who at what point. Um, but we, I just watched The Good Place again for, like, the fifth time. It's my favorite show. And they're doing season four, but it's the last season. Mm. And I thought that was, like, really smart. To, like, end it while it's good? Yeah. And the creator said, like, I knew it would end at season four. And they tried to, like, convince me to keep going. And I was like, no, the show has to end. Which I think is, like, a really brave move if you're getting offered it is. millions of dollars to, like, keep going. It's, like, just end it on, on a high. high. Yeah. And, like, so let people remember it for yeah what it was. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, right now the office is, like, I've watched it. I feel you, though, on that. I don't watch. I've watched it once, too. I, I don't. I've never watched it twice. I don't want to know what happens because in my head I just want to pretend, like, I mean, also, to be fair, like, I watched, so, as of yesterday, I didn't, I hadn't seen, like, 12 episodes. I watched two of them last night. But it was kind of cool, like, feeling like, oh, there's new episodes of a show, yeah, 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 yeah. even though it ended years ago. I feel like they're entertaining, but it's not the comfort of, like, seasons one through seven. Yeah. Like, there's such a comfort of, like, I know exactly every character and what's happening in this. Well, also, like, Robert California, his whole character is to be so imposing <sighs> and jarring and make and you uncomfortable, which means for the whole fucking season, I just was uncomfortable. And it's, like, I not... Hated it. And, and to me, it was not in a very funny way. I just felt really unhappy. <laughs> I just kept thinking, like, if I had a boss, I thought I would quit day one. Oh, yeah. 
it's anyway. horrible he like it's really anyway anyway i'll give you guys an update they're like we all watched this 10 years ago yeah what of it um everyone's like why am i sitting here listening to an office review that should have happened there's probably already a really good podcast for that so surely and it's not ours um i also so my thing was i was just my thing's like just as inane so i'm so super glad yours was not awesome really like dramatic or anything um i just want to say thank you i've been meaning to do this for a while i like posted on twitter what so i've now that i'm we're settled from the tour and like back in our normal lives for now mm-hmm. keyword for now. for now um there i'm like trying to like find things to relax and be a normal person again and so i got my switch out because i'd gotten a nintendo switch while we were touring and i was like oh my god what game should i buy and i posted that on twitter and holy hell like i mean within <laughs> seconds i was like i have to turn my like notifications off and everything because my phone went bananas bananas and people were super helpful, and I downloaded, um, what did I download? Oh, um, I downloaded Stardew Valley, which is my favorite, most relaxing game. What is that about? You're a little farmer person, and you, Aww. like, grow crops, and then you also go and, like, solve some weird mysteries in town, and, like, Ooh. it's, like, very relaxing, because you just kind of, like, go about your day and, like, collect stuff. It's like The Sims. Yes, it is like The Sims mixed with... Mystery. I don't know. Yeah, mixed with like, there's like a lot of stuff like challenges and things. But yeah, it's really relaxing and it blazes knows that I will like just lay there all night and play that game. And it's my favorite thing while we watch The Office. Um, Seasons one through seven. <laughs> uh, well, yes, naturally. And then I also got Breath of the Wild. Um, I don't know what that is either. Uh, Legend of Zelda because a lot of people suggested that and then obviously i was like eva i want you to know that i'm doing this and she <laughs> is a big zelda fan lost her mind and was like holy shit this is so exciting and i was like okay gotta pull it <laughs> gotta make the leap so i i also bought that and i haven't started it yet because i immediately got sucked into this other game but at least you've got something else to look forward to exactly and so i've i have that so i wanted to update because everyone was those were like the top two that people wouldn't shut up about through me and then also um pokemon eevee but i already have that wow my eevee and your eevee is named geo right correct yep <laughs> and that I, I know i already beat, I, know. I already beat the game so did you really yes so that's why i needed is it. it just normal pokemon yeah it is mm-hmm. they're just calling it pokemon eevee yeah you just have an eevee instead of like a bulbasaur or like a charmander oh so you really just have to really like eevee or just be cool with eevee yeah, they have like here. a pikachu and a mm, version gotcha. and an eevee version oh gotcha i just really like my little eevee named geo I feel like I would only get a Nintendo Switch purely to play Pokemon. I don't it's care. It's very fun. I, I never, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, what? But I never gave a shit about like Mario and all that. Oh, I love it. I think it's because I was an only child. I don't understand the competition. Oh. It doesn't seem fun. That's But like, what about like the single player Mario? Like, okay. I mean, I never, I never bought them to begin with. So the only time I ever played Mario was when I was hanging out, like sure. doing sleepovers at other people's houses. And yeah. they're like, let's play. And I was like, this could not be more boring. Really? I don't get it. I'm, but you don't like games in general, right? I really don't like games. Oh, and that hurts my heart so bad. When you told me that when we became friends, I was like, there will always be a rift between us. Yeah, Christine loves board games. I just can't. I love all games. And my mom loves board games, and she had to grow up, or I had to grow up with her always being like, let's play board games. And I was like, I would rather literally just stare my, at a wall. My mother would be like, I would rather smash my head into a wall than play a board <laughs> game with you children. I, so we had the opposite experience. <laughs> I just have no interest in like... I don't get it. Fun? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> well, also, I'm not fun to play with. Like, I'm, I, I don't think... Can I, confirm. I took him to trivia one time, and they 
literally looked up all the answers under the table and then pretended like they knew it for like a long time. And I was like, I'm going to see how long M like pretends that you knew this random information. And then I was like, Em, I literally saw you on your phone. I just don't care. I And I want to care. I just don't have it in me. Oh, I've tried man. to care and I can't. I was so mad. I know. But I never invited you again. That's fine. <laughs> you always got kicked out of the bar. Anyway. Wow. Um, I also, anyway, so I'm very excited about that. So thank you to everybody who threw me some really good suggestions and, um, I'm going to do Zelda next, but I'm, I need Eva or Eva. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Eva. I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I said, thought I said Evie. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> I'm going to need Eva to like, uh, guide me. Eva loves Zelda and has like tattoos. Does she have a tattoo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. So anyway, that's that. Just thank you to everybody. And that's kind of my new like self-care thing is like, if I'm super stressed, I'm like, I can play video games for an hour and just calm down i feel like i should have and something watch the like office that. i think it's the office i mean it used to be tune blast but i feel like now i can kind of play like a more involved <laughs> game i uh yeah <clears throat> i was trying to think of a game that i on my phone recently that i got but i don't have one. Oh, i do have one i got um v- like uh vr pool <laughs> like billiards pool yeah oh i thought you meant like but, like, if you, like, it's attached to well, your camera fun. and everything. So if you, like, have your phone pointed at, like, your dinner table, it looks <gasps> like a pool table. On there. Yeah. That's really fun. I um get so, like, with the goggles and stuff, I get so motion sick. I went to a... It's not... It doesn't come with the goggles. It was just, like, your Right, phone. right. But, like... They, I want that, They though. have them, like, Google Glass and stuff. And I have played... I went to a music festival in Cincinnati and... They had like a booth and we had just gotten there. It was like 5 p.m. I was like, and you were already sick. I hadn't even had a beer yet. And then I fucking like hurled. I was like, this makes me so nauseous. I couldn't. I'm really lucky. I really like VR stuff. I'm lucky that I don't get nauseous yet. But I, I have realized as I'm aging, I am. It comes with age, I think, too. I mean, I really I've am getting more and more motion sickness. Literally age three started puking in the car. So I went to a amusement I mean, park. I meant three months, not three, <laughs> three months. I went to, um, Knott's Berry Farm with yeah. Allison a while ago and after we got off a ride I was like oh my god and I was like trying to describe the feeling to her because it never <laughs> happened Adam, before oh my god. and Allison was like that's motion sickness you need to Welcome. sit down or you're gonna vomit and, and it sucks because Dramamine like is so effective but it makes you so tired fall asleep instantly yeah I have the non-drowsy stuff I'm I'm not sure it works as well but I don't Allison says it doesn't and she is she I think takes Dramamine every single day it seems it, it's like the Benadryl that's less drowsy it just seems it doesn't have as much antihistamine. Doesn't, doesn't have work the kick. as well. Yeah. But. Anyway, you guys have learned so much today. Anyways, thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you in five minutes. See you next week. No, we're um, gonna go get a snack. Right. <laughs> we'll uh, okay, I'll I'll tell my story. I'll tell my story. What so, if I just pulled my switch out and started playing behind my screen? I'd be like, you know what? You deserve it. <laughs> I but don't. My story is probably not that great. I anyway. really don't. I'm very excited for your story. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. 
And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink uh so you did your in your last episode you covered your detroit live right. show tara grant so i am also gonna... i say it so proudly as if i didn't do it an hour ago right. like, oh yeah i remember <laughs> i remember i know all the information because i just said it before my quiz sandwich me. got here quiz me uh so I'm now also going to do my Detroit story now. I think I really liked your Detroit. I'm trying to remember. I think I liked my... I'm telling you, I don't remember anything about it, though. Oh, good. This is going to go well. I don't remember it at all. What is it? Um, I think I'm going to like it purely because of the name. Is it a hotel? No, it's what we like the most. An asylum. Oh, shit. Maybe I don't remember this. So... It's probably for the best. Recorded... We live did this. What was the fight? Did I forget how to use words? We did this live in Detroit. <laughs> last week, last week, last episode, I said, go log on to our YouTube or something. So don't worry. You're in good, Joe, good company. Go check your, uh, your, your, my book and your face space. <laughs> go put it on your, your wall. Your Twittergram. Hold on, I have to look. Sorry. Look at that droopy tail. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, Jude, you go too, honey. Come on. Jude, go follow Olive. Go downstairs. <gasps> There's a big comfy couch. No. Yeah. He's going to wait till you sit down, and then he's going to decide he's to leave. Wait. Right till when it gets good. They're so comfortable. I should leave now. <laughs> I should make her stand up. Oh, she's dreaming. She looks so happy and calm and asleep. I should sit on her stomach. <laughs> Is that what you do, you happy little Scorpio? Oh, Yay! never. All right. So. So we recorded this. In Detroit. Live. Yes. In Detroit. And uh, it's, it's not one of those audios that was sounding great when we got the audio back so we're recording it live or we're redoing it live yeah. for you now so uh this is the story of the eloise asylum oh my god i'm excited i remember the name i remember the name too but i don't remember anything else olive's back olive's literally back in the room after i she begged to go outside i have here's the thing so i have eloise asylum and i'm reading the exact notes from the live show so i might have 
added things in here specifically for the show. And now I don't know what they mean. Wink at audience. So it says, <laughs> right. Fun fact. So uh, I have Eloise Asylum dash Westland. Okay, I, I maybe know. it's maybe, maybe it's, it's part of the in Westland. Oh, probably it's probably because we always try to like shout out places near like that people might know. And we try to pander pro- pander to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to hear applauses, so we say a lot of cities and hope that people from there are there. We just grovel at your feet. <laughs> uh, we just crave attention. So oh, I think so it's in sad. Westland, hence why that would sure. be there. I could also just simply check this on Google. Yet My I won't. Mom and sister were there. We could ask them. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is the Eloise Asylum. So here are my notes. Did you and- just say I could check Google, but I won't? <laughs> oh my god, that's the most M thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> here, now I'm going to on principle. Hello. You do not have to. I was just using. Asylum. Olive, can you get out? Good girl. Oh. Yes, Westland, Michigan. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Oh, she got out. Okay. So I have not looked at these notes since I walked off the stage in Detroit. So Hey, I at least pretended with that last story. <laughs> well, I already know myself and I know as I read this I'm gonna go, Oh wow. I know. So, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, I had I had reread my notes. Um but yeah, okay, I'm excited. So, so we'll both be in for a, a treat. We're all learning together. Have fun for all of us. So uh apparently it starts in eighteen thirty nine in Wayne County. Enter applause. I know where from that is. the crowd. Do you? Vaguely, yeah. Cool. Wayne County. All right. Uh, I have nothing to say there. I, I don't either. Okay. I just said I know where it is, like, as if that's helpful information for <laughs> literally anybody. In 1839, uh, <laughs> Wayne County <Woo-hoo>. bought, <laughs> thank you, bought farmland uh, to build the Wayne County Poorhouse, a.k.a. the Wayne County House. That might literally be why I recognize it, because you said that before. <laughs> like, I don't even know. <laughs> I might literally just be like, I know where that is because you've told me that fact. I'm not positive. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And now Gia wants to leave. And I'm kicking you all out. Look out. at that happy. F- oh, never mind. <laughs> Look at that happy walk all the way out the door. He's very happy making me get up and do work. So the Wayne County. Oh, okay, so Wayne County bought uh, farmland to build the Wayne County Poorhouse, which apparently got renamed to Wayne County House. Apparently, Poorhouse was not tasteful. Not tasteful. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm guessing Wayne County becomes Westland in the future. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Sure. Um, on la- on the land was a log cabin called the Black Horse Tavern, and the county housed 35 original residents there. So I guess. Whoa. The original 35 people to ever live in Wayne County. In an lived, entire county. Yeah. They That's... all lived in the same log cabin called the Black Horse Wait, Tavern. they lived in that cabin. Together, yeah. Sorry, I did not catch that. That is crazy. On the land was a log cabin, Black Horse Tavern, and the county housed <gasps> the original 35 residents there. Wow. Okay, that's wild. Look, I'm my mind's blown too. So... <laughs> they were apparently transferred from other poor houses nearby, um, and they did not want to live here uh, because... Wait, hang on. Oh, okay. So, how do I phrase it? I didn't write it the right way. Do you guys really do you like this? Do you guys want to buy tickets to our live shows? <laughs> oh my! I promise we do actually read them before the live shows. It's just we've shut our brains off since then. I mean, if we're being realistic, the night that I said these for the first time in Detroit, 
not even 24 hours before if anything like five hours before i was doing the notes so it was fresh in my head so when i was telling you guys on stage that was the best i ever knew the information since we did a different story every night and that week we went to four different cities we were just like banging them out memorized four different stories and the second i finished a bullet I never thought about it again. It's so we only have so much room in our brains. And then we had to go do like several other shows the next week. So I I mean, guys, listen, that touring was just so that was just not our our shining time. We might have to do couples therapy someday. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, so they OK, so they were transferred from other poorhouses nearby and they had got transferred there to this house, the Black Horse Tavern, because apparently it was far away from the city. And they uh, intentionally wanted to keep them out of the city since it was a brand new city and thriving. And they wanted they wanted people to be moving in, but they didn't want them to see the poor people. Oh, those were all the poor people. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Poor house. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so they were not... I thought they were in a tavern. And I'm re- I'm looking it up really quick because I'm not... Hang on. Okay, got it. Sorry. It's it's later in my in my notes. I said, read my fucking notes. Can you believe it? Okay. <laughs> okay. We were busy eating mozzarella stick sandwiches. Okay, so I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> okay, so it was originally, before it was even the Wayne County Poorhouse, it was the Black Horse Tavern that they moved into and called it the Wayne oh, County Poorhouse. Okay, so they were like, put all these poor people in here. Now and we're going to call... the Poorhouse. Yes. That's terrible. Okay, exactly. got it. So... How uh, fucked up. It was originally just to catch everyone up because, wow, there's already a lot of struggling here. Um, it was the Black Horse Tavern. Wayne County bought the farmland, put everyone um, in the in the tavern, and called it the Wayne County Port. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so it was literally both. Yeah, literally the same. So house. you were right. Uh, so Wayne County wanted people to move into this poor house because it was far from the city, and they were trying to transfer quote social dregs to an area out of sight from new townspeople. I'm sorry, get the fuck out of here. That's my new band name, Social, social Dregs. dregs. Uh, originally, these <laughs> the social dregs were vagrants, criminals, um, so kind of outlaws. But eventually, social dregs also became, quote, mentally ill. Oh, God. And they started getting moved in with the criminals. Um, they lived on the upper floor of a pig barn. And um, oh, I forgot this, but it gets sad. So the mentally ill lived there on the upper floor of a pig barn chained to the framing stop um and uh in 1841 the first mental patient his name was biddy hughes and by the 1860s uh oh that was just apparently a fun fact and by the 1860s the patients were moved to a bigger location so for what 20 years on 1839 to eight so 40 years so for 40 years anyone who was mentally ill just lived above the pig barn framed or that's tied to the frames sickening i mean that's treating them worse than animals treating. which means oh i bet i bet this is why i put this in so the first mental patient was biddy hughes in 1841 so since 1841 until they moved out in 1872 he was one of the people that was just tied oh down god. tied upstairs oh my god um by 1872 the complex began running its own city it was just so big that it had its own dairy farm pig farm bakeries a slaughterhouse, a greenhouse, a cannery, a tobacco field, a, a laundry, a laundromat. I don't know why I said a laundry. A laundromat, a police department, a fire station, an auditorium, an amusement hall, and a powerhouse. And it was so big that it had its own zip code. Holy crap. So this was a massive 
complex. Wow. This always, I mean, to me, every time one of these starts like that, like, and then they had self-sustaining, I'm like, cult, cult. Yeah, exactly. I always think that way. It never ends well. It's like utopian. Right. It's It's like, we'll keep ourselves separated from everyone else and you'll never have to know a society other than this. Or we'll put all the social dregs here and then just like let them fend for, I mean, it's so fucked up. We'll put all the social dregs and the pig barns of the self-sustaining complex and just tie them down. But here, I guess they can have an entertainment hall to play some VR billiards. There it is. Okay. <laughs> in 1894, uh, the building was named Eloise after the president of the board, um, after his daughter. Oh, I'm sure she loved that. Oh, daddy. But please name the Thank entire you. institution after me. I mean, it's not like I wanted a pony or anything, but okay. <laughs> so in the early 1900s, my favorite tuberculosis slash consumption, um, <laughs> brought many new patients into the facility. Can you believe it? <sighs> Social drinks. And it caused Eloise to expand the little girl the little girl just like the blueberry girl <laughs> yeah. from Willy wonka uh, sorry i'm so sorry i'm i'm listening rest okay. in peace she recently passed oh, she did yeah the who played the, the... blueberry girl yeah no way mm-hmm. oh. uh so they had to uh build eloise even bigger they built three new divisions they built a sanitarium which was the tuberculosis hospital fantastic they built the hospital, which oh. was the mental hospital. Fantastic. And then they had the infirmary, which was the poorhouse. Oh, good. So poorhouse, mental hospital, tuberculosis hospital. All side by side in harmony. Holding hands across America. <laughs> so Across Wayne County. <laughs> across Wayne County slash the Black Horse Tavern. Um, so conditions, can you believe it? We're still not good. What? In a 1913 report, people in the surrounding area were hearing, quote, the chained, unfortunate oh. roaring and shrieking in discord with the squealing pigs beneath. They're still chained to this freaking thing? Apparently they're still being chained. No. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I mean, it's not like they ever found out that that wasn't working. They just needed a bigger place to do it. I'm guessing. They just needed to add a fucking like, oh, more a laundromat. Yeah, exactly. A laundry, actually, according a, to my notes. A laundry. <laughs> um, so... Anyway, that's a nice dark sentence. Uh, yeah. By the 1930s, uh, overpopulation was in full swing. Love it. And there were over 10,000 patients. Over half of them were in the mental hospital. And those ha- over over half of them slept in the mental hospital on the floor. Oh, my God. Because it was so overpopulated. This, oh, God, terrible. Patients had to start providing their own mattresses to live there. So oh, if what? you enrolled or applied or admitted and were admitted you had to come with your own mattress if you wanted to not sleep on the floor sorry what um there were 125 women to every five toilets (gasps) oh no or maybe i'm reading that wrong i think there were only five toilets and 125 female patients oh no um so rooms had double the amount of patients they were meant for including the patients with tuberculosis there were 56 cooks who were also patients. So the what patients that were either were mentally ill or social dregs, they were also the cooks. Well, I'm just picturing like Down Abbey where they have tuberculosis and they cough up blood all the time. And, and right into your soup. I don't want that person cooking my stew. Well, there were 56 cooks who were also in... in how, what, patients? Yeah, or... I didn't want to say inmates. That was... Yes, patients. Um, Residents? I don't know. 56 cooks, they made 32,000 meals a day. Holy crap. Which would make, like, if you're doing three meals a day, it's like, what, 11,000 people? Jesus. Yeah. Is that right? 
I don't know. I don't know. I wrote it down. Don't look at me. Uh, (laughs) Suicide was becoming a bigger issue. The main cause was boredom. You would think with like all of these like wonderful facilities Uh that they have, they'd be able to entertain. Not if you're chained to a wall, I guess. Valid. In 1939, there was an article um, about the routine at this place because right now boredom is such a big issue. So someone came in and wrote like, what's the average routine here? Here's a quote. Oh, no. The residents rise at 7 a.m. and go to bed at 7.30 p.m. Oh. Between uh, between these times, they sit and stare at the wall, at their feet, at the windows. There's no exercise or organized social movement. During the day. During the day. So 12 and oh, a half hours, there's shit. nothing. So to give them something to do, uh, some of the patients were allowed to leave the community for a few hours. Oh, I remember this story now because I remember thinking, what a dumb idea. So they're like, oh, you can't do anything here, but I guess you can go do it somewhere else. You yeah, can- especially like... People, I guarantee you, like, they weren't, they weren't taking care of at least the, the patients with sure. mental illness. So, like, if they had, like, really intense mental illness and it was going unmedicated and untreated and you were chaining them and not treating them right. Oh, totally. And making them go crazy because of boredom. And then you just, like, let them out for a couple days. You give them a hall pass? Like, what are you talking? What are you doing? And then the criminals, like, let's not forget the fucking outlaws that live on so, this. Right. They just keep them all in the same place. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, you can have a couple hours off the off site. Like, go have fun. And just like, let them God fucking go. damn. That is bananas. So, um, where were we? Oh, to give them something to do. Some of the, some of them were allowed to leave the community for a few hours. Here are the problems. If we didn't already go through that. Problems. <laughs> They ended up committing petty crimes. Sure. They couldn't socialize with the outside world, so people were freaked out. They've like, been locked up for decades in a fucking pig farm. And the people who were admitted into this place because they were alcoholics were going to bars. I do remember so, this part of the story, because I remember being like... Like, what'd well, you yeah, expect? They're literally there for rehab treatment, basically, and then they're like, okay, you can go downtown for a few hours. Exactly. Like, By yourself, hell? unsupervised... And also, you have no sense of discipline like because we haven't taught you anything. And also, you don't want to be here, probably, so someone probably admitted you. One patient was so excited about it being his turn to leave that he, uh, either he found out it was his time to leave, or, like, he, had, like, got a shift where he was allowed to leave the premises. Is that yeah, right? Premises? Yeah. yeah. Premise. That would have been the stupid word to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it looked like you literally wrote that down in your head when you looked up. You were like premise okay that would have been i was like, like did i do that right i, I knew right. one of the words was gonna be wrong you and i was it. afraid i said the no, wrong no, one no you were good uh so he was so excited that it was his turn to leave and he either got too excited and didn't want to wait until it was his turn or he got told he couldn't go anymore but whatever happened he decided that he was going to leave stole a car from the hospital it led to a high-speed chase oh and he ran two police blockades and caused five different accidents. No. Police shots were fired, including towards a school crossing <gasps> while children were walking by. Oh, my God. Um, so I, and no one got hurt, hurt. Thank but God. at the same time, like that was just one instance of what happened. So by this point in the 1950s, for the last 40 years, there's also been a morgue and three cemeteries at Eloise. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, right. Eliminatively they have to add that, I guess. Yeah, I mean at some you point. You go long enough. So there are an estimated uh 7150 bodies buried there. Yuck. All unclaimed by family. Oh, or they could not be identified. Wait, that's really sad. 7000 over, yeah, 7100. Oh my god. Um so either they were unclaimed or could not be identified. All the bodies were finally discovered 
in 2015. Wow, that's recent. They were largely neglected before then. Um, many believe that these bodies are of the patients who were members of failed experiments. Oh, 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 whoa, that's bad. Okay. Because by saying like they were identified just means like, oh, we figured that they were patients here. Not like sure. we have names of 7,100 people. We can people. actually give them some decency and respect. No, because they... Oh, yeah. God, how horrible. So a lot of them were from failed medical experiments um, and conditions over the years included patient abuse, beatings, neglect, chainings, lack of sanitation. There was no water temperature controls for showers. Oh. There were um, toilet handles had been broken off so you couldn't flush. Oh, my God. Rooms were 15 by 10 with barred windows that were almost always broken. There was always shattered glass everywhere. And it was the first facility to perform lobotomies. <gasps> Was it really? Which was done in the tunnels of the hospital. Why the fuck would you have to do it in a tunnel? That makes it so much creepier. Um, fun fact. Oh, God. This was the part where everyone Drink. in the audience went, oh, <laughs> like, Drink. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so it was the first place to perform, one of the first facilities to perform lobotomies. And after it closed, people exploring the tunnels have found leftover vials of brain. Nah. Goodbye. I told you I've seen that. That was the part where the audience went, oh. oh that's the part where Christine chugged her wine and forgot everything about the story. Just <laughs> blacked it out. I I mean, I've told you I've seen a vial of my own spinal fluid, which yes. will haunt my nightmares forever. And that was obviously very much different. But just the thought of finding vials of people's brain. I mean, that's so fucked up, dude. So apparently so beyond so things like that were happening so that's why they believe most of the people that were dead and unidentified and unclaimed are from failed experiments especially if they weren't fucking they were just like leaving them around right i mean like so half hazardly just (laughs) leaving chunks of brain in in the tunnels and not like i don't care to label this or like or save it or or hold on to it or throw it away away. like absolutely not a care in the world fucking not a care insight bad so, uh, also, don't forget there were modern treatments, as such as hydrotherapy, uh-huh. sensory deprivation, twirling chairs, which I couldn't even imagine I, what that is. I was just talking about motion sickness earlier. Cannot fathom that. Straight jackets, shackles, and electroshock therapy. There were also lockers for the staff to lock patients in. Whoa, intentionally whoa. lock them in. Hold them still. Whoa. And inject needles of water directly into their skin. Just water. Um just water stop what i don't even know what that does what are they trying to do i don't even know what that was like is it like a placebo it doesn't that what does that do i mean if you're doing it into your vein that's literally just to stab them as like a punishment like don't do this or i'll stab you like you spray a cat with a spray bottle yeah or all yeah i guess oh my god this is horrifying i should have looked that up (laughs) i think i think it was too fucked up i didn't want to know blaze uh, oh so, yeah, the other stuff is fine, but this one <laughs> too injecting one. thing like hold literally lockers intentionally made for you to just hold someone still and yeah I don't know if it was intentional but they certainly made it an intention I mean if you're shoving someone in a locker I think you know what you're doing yeah so over time Eloise became the largest public healthcare facility in the U S wow was known for its advanced treatments yeah for sure lol. Um, there were a lot of burn victims. There were chemicals that were tested on patients. Literally lobotomies for no reason. See, that's horrible. I mean, they were really testing that willy-nilly on people. Like, yeah. I listened to one podcast on Dude That's Fucked Up on lobotomies, and then I was like, I don't know why I did that. I'm never researching this topic again because it was so fucked up. They, I mean, it truly was just probably for the slightest infraction or maybe just because they didn't like how your fucking face well, looked. Some, no, well, they just tested. They were like, oh, we'll see what happens. 
Like they just literally Awful. wanted to see. I mean, do you know? Do you know how they do it? I know how they. I'm just gonna say no. I, I'm they just put like no. an ice pick in where the tear duct of okay, your that's all. Eye is. That's all I needed. And then they go like this. Stop. I know. It's so bad. That was all I needed to never hear about. And you survived. Like you just survive i would have absolutely passed out from the pain woke up later and just apparently died. you don't it's just like you it severs your lobes and then you it like changes your personality so they were like testing it on people because people would act differently they would like if they were really worked up or whatever had you know some sort of illness disorder it would like sometimes completely shut you down so you would just be, so it was like a 50 50 chance you were doing a good thing you'd be like docile well I don't think you were necessarily doing good thing, but like they noticed changes a lot of times in people, Oof. so they would just like absolutely. Not. They were like, "This is a cure all." That's why they call it an ice pick lobotomy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my. Can goodness. you imagine testing that out the first time? Can you imagine being the doctor on the other end who's like, "I'm proud to fucking do this to someone." Who's like, "Well, the guy who invented it was just like, I guess let's try it." It's like what. On somebody, you're just going to take somebody and be like, hold still. Oh, my God. Absolutely not in a million it's, years. I have to hold my eyes shut I know. Now. I'm sorry. It's so bad. I just, wow. Like, I listened to that episode, and I was like, I don't know what I did. I've, it's, ha- it's haunted me ever since. He's, like, going to tweet about this. So well, listen to that episode, though, if you really want to know, because the history of it is very interesting, but it's very fucked up. Okay. I imagine it's fascinating. It's just something I, unfortunately, will never know about because I can't hear about Ever it. since I heard it, I have avoided the topic Yep. extensively it's bad. <laughs> until until right now until now it's totally led by I you forced it directly onto you so uh it like so okay it was doing a bunch of advanced quote treatments sure but it did for the record pioneer x-rays for diagnostic purposes in 1890s um it also did offer the first recreational music and occupational therapy okay so okay. some of it worked they had some ideas i don't want to give them the credit but okay they sure. get some um, by 1974, the facility had downsized to be only a general hospital and a mental hospital, but it ended up closing finally in 1980, and during the 80s, most of the building was demolished. Okay. By 1987, there were only 8 out of 75 buildings left. Oh, wow. And only 50 out of 902 acres left. Oh, wow. Really downsized. Yeah. Today, there are only four buildings that remain, or at least as of when we were in Detroit. There's um, the building that was originally the firehouse, the bakery, the power plant, and the commissary. Okay, so those seem like relatively pleasant places, at least. A bakery? Yeah, at least not like the lobotomy department or whatever. (laughs) The tunnel. (laughs) Turn left into the tunnel and you'll reach the lobotomy department. (laughs) I need the the head supervisor of the lobotomy department. The head supervisor. Oh. (laughs) Who's the brains behind this operation? (laughs) Well... Okay, so <laughs> most of most that of the land has been sold to Ford Motors or become a strip mall slash golf course. Oh my God, I went to the Ford Motor Factory up there that day. I think you might have been on Eloby's property. It was so cool because oh. you get to see all the Ford cars being made and stuff. Oh, cool! It's really neat. Anyway, but yeah, it's a huge property, so probably it makes sense. Good, probably a lot of ghosts there. Probably. Uh, so Wayne County sold the property, and it will now be senior housing um horrible they always do that they always why they always got to put old people that can't run away from ghosts right where ghosts are i mean and also like if they say hey i saw a ghost people are like oh silly you oh yeah they're like oh you're what senile or something yeah yeah, yeah, like they're not gonna it's like children like you they never trust children when children say i saw a ghost i mean yeah that's why i'm gonna trust my child every time they say they see a ghost and be like well we're moving 
That's so. why Allison get the car warmed up. <laughs> Poor Allison, she doesn't realize how many houses we're gonna live in because our kid's gonna say some stupid shit that I'm gonna believe. Well, the thing is that your kid's gonna learn how easy it is to manipulate you that way. I'm gonna let it happen too. You're gonna the kid's gonna be like, oh, I didn't drive your car into that pole. The ghost did. And you're gonna be like, oh no, let's sage it. <laughs> Here's so, a new car. <laughs> So while waiting for renovations, uh, the county is allowing paranormal tours so people won't break into it on their own because they know people will. Um, There's also a film called Eloise that was apparently filmed here. And the fake blood from the movie set is still there. But when people break in, they think it's real blood. Of course. So nice touch in the dark. That's probably so scary. Nice touch to uh, to them for letting it stay there. I love that. Also, like, I mean, if there have been literal brains found on the premises, like... Yeah. Sure. Why not blood, too? (laughs) I mean, fair. So here are all the ghost stuff. So apparently there's shuffling footsteps. There are um, bright white and orange orbs caught on camera. It autocorrected to pros. I was like, white and orange pros. Wow. Lovely. Um, Orbs caught on camera. Uh, There have been apparitions of a man sitting in the commissary. There have been shadow people sitting on chairs in empty rooms that you walk by. Oh, okay. I don't love that. Um, All this is alleged. All this is alleged. Well, sure. I um, feel like any ghost story is. I know. I just want to... Please don't sue me. By nature. Uh, apparently, the second, third, and fifth floors are the most haunted. You can hear a woman screaming. You can hear heavy dragging and stomping and sounds of gurneys rolling through hallways. Oh, my. Um, there's a quote from someone saying, You can sense someone else is down here, even though you are by yourself. Mm. It was one of the most eerily quiet places I've ever been. Mm, 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 mm. People have seen a woman wearing white on the upper floors. Some have seen her on the roof. Oh, God. Um, Spirits have been seen eating at the cafeteria tables. There have been sounds of screams, moans, and growling. And people have heard someone shout their name behind them when they're alone and nobody's there. That always is so scary because it's like an intelligent Yeah, it's like it knows you're there. It's not like... it knows how to get your fucking attention. And it knows who you are. Exactly. If it were like residual instead of like specifically intelligent, it's like, okay, you can be over there and walk up and down the hallway and you're not going to bother me. in the commissary. Right. But this, like, you know I'm here and you want my attention. And you know my identity without... Yeah. Like, how? Ugh. Uh, People have gone into rooms and the door has slammed shut on them. Nah. There have been sounds of someone... Sounds of someone flowing you around in the dark. Following. Following. Thank you. Autocorrect. <laughs> I love that, though. <laughs> that should be a new segment on our show. I picture- <laughs> what did autocorrect mean? Uh, people have reported their clothes being tugged on and uh, heavy items falling off of tables by them. Yikes. Uh, on the third floor, where most voices are heard, you can hear whispering in the closets. Terrible. Whoa. Okay. Uh, you can hear bells where the old fire fire department used to be. Oh, that's weird. And a few people have caught uh, footage of a spirit flying around. Flowing around, maybe? Maybe flowing or following. (laughs) Who knows? Um, Many have seen a man walking up and down the stairs. And Detroit paranormal teams have caught uh, many EVPs. DPT. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Including, here are some of the EVPs. What's that? Who is this man? And who are you? Better get fucking out of here. Wow! I was gonna say the second one was long, but that third one... That one is... That one means it. <sighs> Better get the fuck out of here. Other EVPs of spirits... Uh, there are other EVPs of spirits repeating words that you say when asking questions, including lobotomy no. and visiting. So it says it back? Yeah. Ew. <gasps> oh, no. Almost like it It heard you recognize something it went lobotomy through. Lobotomy is also like a kind of a Ugh. complex word to... 
Yeah, I imagine it takes a lot of energy to say lobotomy. Four syllables. Uh, women are heard humming in the hallways and bathrooms. There apparently have been photos taken of shadowy people sitting next to you at tables no. and leaning against walls. Oh, no. There are photos of a white misty figure wearing a collared shirt. And uh, one ghost has been seen sitting on the steps and acknowledges. Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember this guy now. One guy has been seen sitting on the steps and acknowledges you when you see him. And he's wearing Bermuda shorts. <laughs> what? That's somebody's stepdad That's, on a tour. Got I was lost. literally going to say my fucking stepdad always wore Tommy Bahama. And I know those goddamn Bermuda shorts are going to be on him after he goes. He just got lost on a tour. He got stuck. That's so weird. Okay. Uh, you can also find his best friend, your friend's stepdad, in a bucket hat on the second floor. Oh my god, no. Uh, on his motorcycle. <laughs> Lord. Oh, Roger. Uh, oh, Roger. Uh, so, one investigator apparently cussed, and there was an EVP of someone saying, don't say that. I like that ghost. I mean, don't, though. I mean, he's a snitch, but don't, don't. Uh, he's just a little goody two-shoes. That's if, okay. If there were any ghost that's allowed to haunt me, it'd be the one that just keeps me in check. That's true. I mean, that was me as a, like, a child. Just like a, you're not allowed to say, oh my god, you have to say, oh my gosh. I remember one time in second grade, I said the word damn, because I dropped something. Oh no. And by, one of my other, ki the other kid in my second grade class was like, you're gonna go to hell for that. And I was like, because I said damn? I was like, that sounds... And that was literally what we believed as children. Like, at Catholic school, that is a normal... Like, you are literally told, God will not... Like, you need to seek forgiveness if you say, oh my God, if you use the Lord's name in vain. Wow. It, I mean, I believe you. It took me till... But in my head, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to... It took me till college. I still feel uncomfortable saying, oh my God, because it was so drilled into me to say, oh my gosh. That's so Like, wild. it's really silly, but yeah. I just remember at seven, I was like, I'm not going to hell for that. Right. You can shut your mouth. And if I am, <laughs> what of it? I was like, prove it. You won't. You won't. You won't. But so, also, like, now it's so weird when I get emails like, you swear too much on your show. I'm like, oh, God. You damn like, right. If you only knew, like, the years in agony I spent thinking I was going to hell for saying right. the this Lord's is my name time. in vain. Reclaiming my time. I put, right. I put so much effort into this. So, uh, anyway, so someone has said, don't say that probably Matt from second grade. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was on that tour with the, with your stepdad. Yeah. Got he's, lost. he's in the other Bermuda shorts. Um, one investigator left the room and it, okay. This person is not friends with the other ghost from second grade. What? One investigator left in an EVP caught someone saying lost bitch. <laughs> You're there too. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. It's literally the entire encounter like, of me in second grade. I feel like you're the one saying Lost Vision. I'm the one going, you're not allowed to say that. Em. Exactly. Don't be mean to them. <laughs> this is honest to God, very weird. The dynamic. I love it. So when cleaning up after a tour, uh, they had finished cleaning the hallway, uh, but the one of the employees turned around and a walker was in the center of the hall. Incorrect. Absolutely not. Front pass. Goodbye. There was a medium that sensed a dark spirit, and then investigators saw a black shadow walk by. Fantastic. Then a vinyl record flew off the counter at them and slammed onto the floor. Remember when that happened? Well, yes, we were I recording. do. You were to be fair, you were talking about your guardian angel, so it can Thankfully. happen both ways. Thankfully. Also, haven't heard from Rose in a long damn I time. I was thinking about her two days ago. Girl, where are you? I was like journaling, and I was like, whatever happened to you? Girlfriend. If a record just fell from the ceiling and onto the floor right now, I would lose it. Lost bitch? Where are you, Rose? <laughs> She's like, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> she probably is. Um, She's probably like, that's why I don't come back. <laughs> uh, 
So there's a quote from someone saying, I heard footsteps behind me. I shined the flashlight and said, hello. No one was there and it stopped. It it started up again and it was louder and closer to me. I said, hello again and shined my flashlight and nothing was there. So I took off. Meantime, we were recording the audio after I left and we heard footsteps. It sounded like desks moving, drawers shutting, things moving for a good five minutes when there was nobody in the building. But somebody was walking around and moving stuff. We also recorded a woman humming at the same time I heard the footsteps. Wow. So a whole lot of audio just happened all at one time. I cannot imagine the overwhelming... Can you imagine thinking you're going to hear silence and then you just hear everything and... in the room moving? Yeah. And humming and like, <laughs> that's so eerie. Mm-mm. No, thanks. Uh, there are apparently file cabinets that move themselves, papers shuffle, and there are pictures and documents that move themselves to different rooms. It's also creepy there's still pictures and documents there, you know? Yeah, they really just said fuck you to, like, any professional courtesy. Like, brains and pictures and doc, like, just, like, left them. Literally, like, worse than an abandoned ho- hospital. Just, I, like, right. an intentionally abandoned hospital. I want to see the paperwork. I wonder if it's all been stolen by now. I'm sure there's something somewhere you could look up. I really want to find it. Um, There are feelings of an ominous being staring at you and making you want to leave okay maybe i don't want to go uh there are many have felt their arms and backs being touched and almost being pushed out of rooms there is a part of the cemetery oh part of the cemetery nearby has a trailer park on it and a lot of people think that bodies are buried under the trailer park because the trailer park is also haunted mediums have sensed that maybe one ghost might be keeping all the other ghosts trapped there like a negative <gasps> See, spirit is I, holding everyone I think there you've talked about that and it's so it's scary because you think once you pass that like oh you know if there's a heaven or if there's an afterlife like you're in peace and so yeah. like the thought that you can still get trapped in like like there's still someone like that's yeah, a bully on the, for in the afterlife eternity like that's not okay man apparently in the cemetery the medium also found a wig a um Oh, okay. So in the cemetery, while she was like thinking about these spirits, um, she found a wig, looked at it, was picking at it, and in it was still the scalp of a woman (gasps) and found bones and a coffin torn apart. So it was not a wig. It was her actual hair. Maybe this. Okay. To be fair, this last bullet like really makes no sense. I don't know if this was a vision she had or something that actually fucking happened. Because I'm like, how would the skin still be on it? Medium found wig, picked at it. Scalp of woman attached, <gasps> comma, bones, comma, coffin torn apart. I don't know what the fuck to do with that. So uh, I do. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> so the people who were at the Detroit live show, That's, only you know what that sentence means. They have a secret, secret key that we don't even have. So that is really. There's information I wrote whatever down. Whatever happened, it was very fucked up. <laughs> right. Like, I think that we can, we, can, we can confirm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, that is the story of the Eloise Oh my asylum. God, we <laughs> end on that fucking scalp? It's a mystery. It's oh, a mystery. Oh, no. You're not supposed to know, apparently. That is, that is, oh God, that is fucked up. I don't remember that. I don't even know what that sentence means. I'm very confused. I feel like I would have remembered that, but I don't, so. Me too. Hopefully I can. Coffin torn apart? What the hell does that mean? really hope I can forget it. I need to go Google that information and figure it out again. I need you to not tell it to me a third time, because I think then it might actually stick. I see. And I don't need to know that. Got it. (laughs) Oh, that was good, though. That was spooky. Thank you. Thank you. It does freak me out a little bit when like i hear about places like this where there was so much sadness and then there are spirits still lingering there and i'm like it's terrible they're still there yeah like i really hope it's just residual stuff because the thought of like people's souls just stuck and lost and trapped there is like devastating (sighs) i don't know what do we do 
I don't know. What do I do? I wonder if there's anything we can do on, on the side to too. like, cause also like, what are the odds that you even know that that's happening? You know, and then like, how do we even help? Like go to the light. But like, I mean, clearly he's blocking the end of the tunnel. Right, if there's you know? a literal demon there, what, are, what good are we going to do? I don't know. Oh God, it's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, this is why I uh, take Clonopin sometimes. And okay. that's why we drink <laughs> and take prescribed medication. Yes. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace Courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And see a therapist who thinks I'm batshit crazy. Okay. <laughs> Even You're a poor therapist. She says Must I'm be like, I want a refund. normal. Hey, sometimes we talk about astrology and that's really fun. Oh, that's nice. I can trick her. She's, she's a star. She's, oh, she's a star. She's literally told me before that, like, I can trick her into things. Like, because sometimes I don't want to talk about something that she wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, And I can, like, trick her into talking about astrology because we get, like, really into it. And then she'll be like... No, we were talking about something, and I'm like, I know. No. <laughs> Let's talk about this for the next hour, and I'm then like, we'll see. I think maybe, you know, well, I am a Gemini, and then I'm like, you know, the star. And so then she goes on, and she, like, has her PhD, but she talks about, like, I don't know. She it's just She's open-minded. She's very open-minded. It's a very interesting conversation to have with a highly educated person, which right, I never right, right. thought I could find. But anyway, she's lovely. She's helped me extensively. Word. Okay, so I am extremely excited about my story today oh good like we do a lot of stories obviously but this one i've been wanting to do for a very long time and oh nice it occurred to me finally this week that i was like 
I haven't covered this yet, and like, I really, really want to. Do I to. know it? Um, I doubt it, and I think that's <laughs> Great. that's part of why it's so, I think, good to me. Like, is because it's it doesn't have any recognition anywhere really mm. and it's such a big time scary, to shine yeah it's like a big scary terrible thing oh, and like shit. it just doesn't have much press around it, it like it's huh. been forgotten kind of and okay. so i feel like it's worth talking about and um i like i've been racking my brain because i have known this story for years and i don't know i think maybe when we were in boston i learned about it but i cannot for the life of me figure out where i read about this initially or learned about it because I thought there was a mini, an, uh, my favorite murder mini sode where uh, Georgia's friend called in, her friend Dory called in as for a hometown and talked about this. Basically, let me tell you what it is first. It's the murder of Karina Holmer in Boston. Mm-mm. And um, it doesn't get a lot of press. It's not well known. Um, and I had known about it for years and I don't know how I found it. But then the mini sode reminded me of it like last year. And then I started listening to Crime Junkie and she covered it. And I was like, okay, I gotta, like, finally do this. But there, there's nobody that's done it. I mean, Crime Junkie's done it, and Trace Evidence Podcast has done it, but, like, that's it. Like, there's no... And it's such a crazy story. Gotcha. So I'm just very excited to share it, because it's very fucked up, and it's unsolved. So let's go. Okay. Um. So, like I said, I listened to Trace Evidence, Crime Junkie, were really helpful. Um. Uh, a blog I found called Talk Murder With Me, which is very well done and a cool website and then uh the boston globe did a really good write-up on this so let's go <laughs> to 1996 okay ah uh, 1996 good, wow good old days um karina holmer she is a 20 year old woman from a small village in sweden called Alarid. i don't know if i'm pronouncing that probably not um she Oh, so actually part of the reason I just watched Midsummer, the um, I movie, and that was set in Sweden. Yeah. And it getting a lot of press fizzucked me up for that night. I had weird dreams that night. What is it? A, what is kind of movie is it? It's called a folk horror film. OK. It's, oh, it's, I heard about Blaze complaining about you coming home this. and talking about yes. pubic okay. hairs and stuff. There and it is. Like, yes. I don't like this. He, he was like, he hates scary movies. He was like, I was trying to be so extroverted and talk and I just decided He's to leave. He's like, <laughs> I tried to join the conversation and they kept saying pubic hair. And the third time I was like, I'm going to take a shower. I don't. <laughs> Alexander and Allie and I saw it in like. I don't watch scary movies very often. Is it on TV? No, no, in theaters right now. Oh, it's on, in theaters. Okay. So it was really good. I really liked it. Was it scary? Um, yes. Okay. Very scary. It's more like psychological thriller, like kind of like Get Out. Mm. It's from the director of Hereditary. Got but it. um, it's called a folk horror film. And like it goes, ba- it's like cult sort of. Ooh, cool. But it's like batshit crazy. Ooh, so, would I like it? I think you'd, I think it's very scary. Like I think you'd like it. It's right, creepy cool. as hell. Word. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, I personally really liked it. Um, I think it's getting good reviews. Uh, and that says a lot because I really don't like scary things, scary movies. Scary things, sure. Here we are, but not scary movies. I hear you. Okay, so Karina is from Sweden. She, uh, before settling down and starting a career, she's like very, she's very smart, like has aspirations and stuff, but she's like, you know what, before I settle down, I've always dreamed of traveling and I've always wanted to go to the US. But so her, she lived in this small village. Her family didn't necessarily have the funds for her to travel to the US. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, at first it seemed like kind of a pipe dream. Uh, then one day... She happened to buy a scratch-off ticket and win $1,500. Casual. Yep. Good for her. I won 10 bucks the other day on a scratch-off. Huh. And I was very excited. I've never <laughs> won any money from it. Blaze once won $300. What? 
like and had to mail it in because it was too much to like turn it at the store oh cool i know i was like shit man um yeah blaze somehow always wins something on those but yeah i won 10 bucks and i've been talking about it for five days so love it imagine winning 1500 very exciting so she decided this is perfect i'm gonna use this toward traveling to the u.s oh so is geo <laughs> bye <laughs> he's off to sweden oh um so she decides to use this to travel to the u.s and she says you know what i'm gonna become an au pair okay so becoming an au pair is very complicated it involves background checks visas etc yeah, like, it's not just moving into someone's place totally and like especially another country i had like three au pairs growing up mm-hmm. and because the one the first one well what happened we want to know well renata is just very picky picky with people and particular and so she and my dad were running the restaurant so they always hired german au pairs to like speak german with us and um we yeah i have i have quite a varied like i feel like childhood on the one hand i'm like yeah i grew up with like gunshots outside on the other hand i'm like i was raised by nannies for those who don't know christine she had a very 50 50 life <laughs> very it went like from rags to riches to rags to riches to, to rags like both to riches. at the same time but like only if i turned one direction like also being so... the child of the divorce i can confirm that like <laughs> having two parents means having two lifestyles totally like you're a different person and i actually i mean sorry to bring this about myself again literally talked about this in therapy because i talked about the drinking thing and my therapist was like you've been here for a year and a half i had no idea this was a problem how have you like hidden this so well for me like i'm so good at d- detecting patterns and i'm like i am an expert at presenting myself in Listen, any way children of divorce have quite a skill set we've talked about this a lot we have i think when we first became friends i think we both found out pretty soon we were both children of divorce yeah. and immediately had a clicking of like okay so i know i can't bullshit with you because you know all and the like, game i think part of it is like divorce through childhood where you like have to learn how to lie how to, to ad- and how to adapt to like different yeah. and how to uh, um what's the word uh present yourself a certain way to some people and then present yourself a certain way to other people and switch how back to be and forth. a chameleon yes totally and it sounds sneaky but sometimes for some children it's of a divorce it's, you have to learn to survive it's so. truly just like a coping survive so anyway it's it's not a skill set people should want but it is handy once you've learned it right 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 exactly <laughs> so, yeah i the whole point i don't know what the fuck i was talking about i'm so sorry but i so i had no pair i had a couple growing up <laughs> um before the divorce right and uh, before things got tough before things got real weird uh <laughs> but my parents were running a restaurant we lived next door like a sitcom or we lived above it truly i can confirm if you're wondering <laughs> what that means i was confused because christine told me and i was like that can't be how i'm picturing it in my head and then i went to ohio <laughs> and i made christine show me and she literally imagine like it's sort of like a townhouse like, style i don't know imagine like a building attached to another building and one of them's a restaurant and one of them is a townhouse and christine's <laughs> parents own both of them right. so they would literally just like walk through a hallway upstairs yeah. to get to the, the, the industrial kitchen very weird yeah. very odd also it was a 90s so like i was in the kitchen helping make strudel so there's like a little child that speaking german it's also child i'm making strudel child labor loss happening it's the yeah. most dwight Schrute childhood I, I can imagine especially with the german shit going on well my mom like i used to fold silverware like that was my job how old were you like two or three Jesus. like i folded all the silverware um like in the paper napkins and my mom like two yesterday or the day before sent me an article or like a screenshot of like from buzzfeed like a listicle and it was like uh things all servers know or people who work in restaurants and one of them was like uh 
<laughs> was like rolling silverware will make you want to blow your brains out. My mom was like, well, sorry, I did this to you for several at years. The of age of two. <laughs> at the age of two. I was very good at it. Um, but so sorry. So I had a pair and then she was, I guess the story I was told is that she was cutting my fingernail or my brother's fingernails or something and like cut it really badly. And like, she did that like multiple times. Which is times. why I have a problem with fingernails. Yeah. I, because there was one bad fingernail cut you. And, and you never come back from you it. You don't come back. And I guess there was just like enough of those times where my mom was like, I cannot trust you to be home alone with my child. Then I think there might have been more going on. I don't know. And then there was another one. I had a babysitter. This is the whole different story, but she locked me in a room. And then my mom set up a camera and like caught her like she invited her boyfriend and left me in a room for like hours. And I oh, would boy. just sit in the middle of the floor. It, there's a lot that I've repressed, but it doesn't matter. So I had a pairs too. So I get how complicated it is to like have someone come and live with you and like mm -hmm. you have to go through background checks yourself and then they have to go through background checks and there's a language barrier i mean there's a lot sure so this is why she finds a kind of backdoor way got it into being an au pair mm -hmm. which it wasn't quite legal obviously um i don't know how she met the guy nobody really knows how she met the guy but she met a guy in sweden who offered her a quicker and cheaper way to become an au pair um, unfortunately, obviously it wasn't illegal and this guy had actually been convicted twice already for this illegal business he was running. Got it. So, uh, Karina was like, you know what? I'm going to go with a, ahead with it anyway. It's pretty clear. She knew, like some people say maybe she didn't know it was illegal, but like she was smart enough to know, like she didn't have a visa and also they gave her a fake ID. Gotcha. So like she knew. Got it. But, um, so she, uh, signed up for this thing. Everything went fine. She moved to Boston and she started working for a pretty well-to-do family. Um, their parents, or the parents' names were Frank Rapp, and he was a commercial photographer, and Susan Nichter, and she was a prominent painter. Mm. So a very wealthy, like, Boston family. Um, they actually lived in Dover, Massachusetts, and they had two young children. And I don't know, I've heard of Dover from when we lived there, but I don't yeah. know much about it. So Same. I looked it up, and the, so the medium, me, medium, the median household income in the U.S. in 2016 was 57600 but in Dover, it was 173000 Okay. To give you an idea of how drastically wealthy this place is. Got it. Like, more than triple the yeah. national. Holy shit. Yeah. Very, very wealthy area. Um, <laughs> fun fact, Dover is also home to the Dover Demon, a creature reportedly sighted on April 21st and 22nd, 1977, by multiple people. Noted. Dover Demon. Uh, the Wikipedia page is small, but I mean, maybe you can do your magic and find some... My magic. Listen, this is why I don't cover a lot of things, because if it's too small to do a whole episode on, I That's just kind of why don't I, do I it. was bummed out, because I was like, this could be a thing, and then I was like... One day I'll have to do an episode where I just cover all of the small ones the tiny I wanted ones. to. Just like a, a rapid fire. Yeah. There are so many people who will say, why don't you cover this? And then I look it up, and it's like, I can't. It'll take five minutes. It'll take literally less than five minutes. Maybe we should minutes. do it and be like, are you happy now? You right. get a five-minute episode. <laughs> We're happy. We can go eat more right, snacks. Right, true. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, I totally feel you on that. Um, it's very rare that happens with murder, but it does happen, too, where there's just... Even Nothing. with this, there's so little that, like, I only have two or three sources where I have right. to take everything, which is why I'm, like, crediting it, because I'm like... They were able to find a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they lived in Dover really you know nice place wealthy family um there's a dover demon running around somewhere of course uh so things started off well she really liked the kids she got along well with them what she would do is she'd watch the kids during the week and then she'd have weekends off to kind of enjoy boston and her employer frank so the dad had a really nice loft in downtown boston where he would do his commercial photography so actually on the weekends she was able to stay in the apartment in boston mm -hmm. and like 
hang out and like invite friends over and like it was a good setup for her sure for um, anyone for anyone truly better than our basement apartments <laughs> right god our in apartments boston. in boston were just heinous like really dingy dark basements uh so he'd work so he'd work there on the week during the week and then she would go on the weekends and stay there um and she there are actually a lot of au pairs there that she like connected with and a lot from sweden actually so she had like people who spoke her language who she could connect with so she never was described as being lonely out there which right. is really good so she had a lot of friends that she could invite out to the apartment to the loft and then they would all kind of go out and drink go to bars on weekends and that was kind of her setup so Karina regularly sent letters home to update her friends and family and like almost weekly, I think like she sent a lot of letters back home. I mean, I guess there wasn't really, she didn't have a cell phone, so it wasn't, wasn't texting that kind of thing. Got it. Um, so in summer of 1996, she'd been in the U.S. for a few months when her friends and family back home who were receiving these letters started to notice kind of a shift in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she began writing home to say things hadn't been going kind of the way she'd want, hoped or expected them to. Uh, she was a little bit vague, but she, in one letter, she announced to her family that she was cutting her trip short. She spent most of her time cleaning. She was exhausted and stressed. She's like, I'm not getting enough sleep. All I do is clean. It's like household chores day in, day out. Um, and the trip just wasn't what I pictured. So I'm cutting my trip short. But that same time, one of her friends back home in Sweden received a different, much more ominous letter from her. Oh, shit. To her friend, she says she's cutting her trip short because, quote, Something terrible has happened. Uh-oh. She says, I can't tell you what it is in writing, but I'll tell you in person when I get home. Oh, shit. And I bet she never got home. She never got home. Ooh, because someone found out she wrote that letter. And, like, when I'm... I was listening to Crime Junkie, and they were both like, no! Like, you have to write it somewhere. Like, if yeah. you... Something bad, don't go to your Make grave with that secret. Make it a notepad, a locked note in totally. your phone or something. She was like, send, like, a time-delayed... Send an email letter. to yourself or right, like right, right. a Facebook message or mail, something. Mail a letter to yourself. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So uh, she said, I'll tell you when I get home, something terrible has happened. Sent the letter. Otherwise, aside from that, they were like, okay, I mean, she seems all right. She's coming home. Like she's cutting her trip short. She wasn't happy. Um, so she had also dated around a bit. She had actually dated um, a couple men casually. One of them had been a, a Boston police officer, actually. Um, and she kind of had a few flings, but like nothing really serious. So she seemed to be otherwise, like socially at least, pretty fulfilled. So Friday, June 21st, 1996, Karina and her friends meet up at Frank's studio like they usually did um, before heading out to their favorite bar. And it was called Zanzibar. And it was located at Boylston Place in mm. Boston. Uh, it's right by Boston Common. I literally like did the That's so cool did the uh how far away street view so it's really wild so it's caddy corner to emerson which is where eva lived and like went to school it's it's across the street from that old-timey cemetery where mm. i made blaze film that weird f film for yeah, yeah, yeah. for school about how i died yes <laughs> what a good what a good video it just ended up being like an alt j music video <laughs> Like, you know what blaze was a fantastic oh, actor I'm though i'm still so impressed by that like that's probably, he i don't know he takes school seriously like he, and if you say dance he says how he, fast he takes my instruction he doesn't take school seriously. he takes my demands very seriously which are gonna get him into trouble someday for like, so, like blaze is like definitely like 
at least to the public. Not, I know you have a different life with him, but he comes off as very quiet, kind of his own thing. Like, does his own thing. Yeah, yeah, he's a little reserved, but like... And so to have seen you <laughs> film an entire short video of him acting like you're dead and watching him... <laughs> so distraught you guys. he was a fantastic we, i didn't know he had it in we him we were dating like a year i don't even know how long we've been dating but i was like oh you're coming up for the weekend to visit hey so i have to film an entire short film um also i need you to be the only actor in it and then i like filmed him the whole time and then there was a surprise ending that i was dead it's like the most fucking narcissistic bullshit in the whole <laughs> world it's the most gemini I'm thing like, it is. i've ever it's heard the of most, like, i'm gonna have a <laughs> I'm going to film you being really sad because I'm dead. Hey, I just realized something. When I was two, I literally yep. threw myself in front of a van and my mom grabbed me and said, why the hell would you do that? And I said, I wanted to see how much you'd cry if I died. And she was like, that is, you are a psycho. You're two and you're a psycho. And also, how would you have, how would you have seen it if you have successfully Correct. died? How so would you have found out? I waited instead till I was 25 and then made Blaze do it And for then me. recorded it so you could look back at it I'm at pretty all sure times. it's still on YouTube somewhere. It I'm is. I'm so sorry to it anyone is. who knows. You should delete it before this comes out. I should probably fucking delete it. But also something I can't delete copy. it. I want to save it, but oh my god, it's, it's so, so good, absurd. But so that cemetery. Oh, and then we did it in a cemetery that was from like 1750. So like, <laughs> I pretended like I was buried there, but it was like Edgar Allan Poe. No, it was like <laughs> the grave looked like you like died 500 fucking, years ago. Like Revolutionary War <laughs> cemetery. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. So that literally that cemetery, like right there, looking at it, is that bar or where the bar was. Is the point of my so story. So a lot of history has happened on that block is what we're a telling you. A lot of really dark things <laughs> Especially in a non-Alt-J music video. Oh my god. I remember I got I got 100 on that and then he was like, actually 98 because you literally just put music through the whole thing and didn't like put audio. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I remember doing so well on that and yeah. hating that project. What I did feel, you do? I had, I, I made Matt act in it. <gasps> it was about PMS. Remember? I remember that. I made Kat be a, his girlfriend and I like be like that. PMS. Give me chocolate. And he had to like go to a grocery store and, and buy, like buy like a bunch ben of chocolate. Jerry's. I used to make Muhammad run around for my videos in like in like negative 10 degree weather. And I was like, put on this weird wig and run into 7-Eleven and like grab a bunch of stuff. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yes, it will get us an A. I can't believe I feel like when Matt was over for like the superhero party, I feel like I feel like that got mentioned. Oh, God. Almost like I was bringing it up. Someone asked like how we knew each other. Uh, <laughs> and I I brought up that story. And I th I think he overheard it and ignored he was bringing like, it up. Oh, we're shutting that but down. We're not going to talk about how I <laughs> used to help you in Boston. That's like how your shitty project. This Blaze and I have not discussed this thing that happened. Eva, just take all this out. <laughs> no, don't take it out. It's <laughs> don't take it out. It's an important part of. We both made some pretty it's, bad films. But it's really wild because you and I were like in these all these same classes. There were like twelve or fifteen of us, and like we were not really friends. But like we were Isn't doing all of this side by side. And were we in any films for, of each other's? No, I don't believe so. I don't think I did one project with you. I went to the same graveyard. It's very full circle now. I did one of my projects at. Um, oh, I remember that. Wait, at the, at that same cemetery I did that with you, with Sarah. Yeah, you, me, and Sarah did that project. Really? Yes, the ghost hunting one. Of is, fucking course we did that. Holy is that shit. not some full circle Wait, stuff? I forgot we did that. I was part of that. I remember. Did you come with us to the graveyard? Yeah. I think I was wow. like, do you know why? Because I think I was like, I know a graveyard. Because I made Blaze <laughs> put his head on one and cry. <laughs> I'm 
pretty sure. <laughs> he literally put his head on the ground. I'm and cried. pretty sure I forced you to go there with me, which sounds about exactly what wow, this podcast is. Wow, the first is. time we ever hung out, we went to a graveyard and ghost hunted. And we is thought, that not the most destined time, experience? We thought it was on a tractor. <laughs> that was like a year before the tractor. We just didn't even know. We, we didn't Holy even talk to each other yet. God. I remember I used to sit next to you um, every, however, whenever we had the class. Yeah. I sat you sat to my right yeah. in comedy script writing. Oh. And I remember looking at you and being like, I don't know why I'm here. Oh, I will never be in comedy. Michael, <laughs> Michael Lohman's class. Yes. And everyone else was a bully and we were like teaming up against it. I remember looking at you, though, and being like, I will never be in comedy. I don't know why I'm here. And here we are with our own fucking comedy Literally, show. we were like, this is the worst yeah. Also, that was when I had full blown depression, and oh, my yeah. sleep cycle was the opposite. And I remember I was... you would come to class and be like, "I haven't slept in forty eight hours," and I was like, "Oh dear." And I didn't even know you yet. I was just saying information to you. Yes. That was. <laughs> I remember being like, "Wow, I'm absorbing a lot of." <laughs> You're learning a lot about me without anyone wanting it. Wow. Um, yeah, I would like. I was really fucked up in Boston. That was probably the worst that my depression's ever been. Yeah. But I would like wake up at like eight o'clock at night. And so when I would see you for class like our 8 at class. like 8 a.m., yeah. I'd be like, oh, I just like, ha- I just, I'm going to go to bed after I this. I do remember that very clearly. I remember you were always struggling. Being, I was You struggling. were. I mean, like, in I all was seriousness. so fucked up. Yeah. I would, that was me in undergrad. But yeah, like, I remember, oh my gosh. Anyway. Lots of stuff. So also, this terrible murder thing happened. I'm so oh, sorry right. that I keep changing the subject. Anyway. Uh, anyway, this, and it, I. I don't mean to say I was so excited to tell the story because I wanted to talk about myself. I promise you. You that. just want to talk about how you filmed your boyfriend yeah. crying because you're dead. Yeah, that was not. But the you intention. don't need attention. <laughs> I don't need the attention. I needed a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, point being, that's where the bar was. Okay, so picture. That's I, I know where you're talking about. Basically, the scene for the rest of the story. Yes. So just to be clear. Gotcha. Um, also, I think if I had known the story, then I probably would not have played around there. That's I didn't know that this had happened also if you live in boston go put your head on a grave in that graveyard and and maybe absorb some of blaze's tears <laughs> fake tears by the way uh i think i bought him a beer after don't worry um so basically where are we we're at zanzibar <laughs> i don't even know where we are anymore we're at zanzibar which okay. is caddy corner from emerson across from blaze's wife's uh blaze's <laughs> girlfriend's uh cemetery Got grave it. um so, da 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 Anyway, Zanzibar opened in 1988, and it was considered, quote, best club with a new theme by Boston Magazine. With a new theme. In 19- I know. I was like, what a fun category. Yeah. In 1988, the excerpt I found reads, quote, this new dance club is a banana republic fantasy. <gasps> Love that for them. I know. Oh, my god. We should call that that guy who got lost at the asylum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in his shorts. <laughs> The new this new the dance club. <laughs> Guys, it's a banana republic time. You should go over. I mean, sounds pretty great. Mm. This new dance club is a banana republic fantasy, complete with palm fronds, wicker satays, and waitresses in khaki hot pants. Khaki hot pants, oxymoron, right there. That should not be together <laughs> in, one, in one phrase. The music is numbingly dumb disco for white people who can't keep time. Oh, this very quickly turned into an insult. And, uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> it wait. It started as really fun. We started with best, but I guess anything with a theme doesn't really end well. Right. Uh, in other words, goofy suburban fun. Okay, so basically what I've gathered from other people who actually I read on Reddit, like people who knew this bar, it was kind of a trashy bar for like young people, people with fake IDs and stuff, but also a lot of foreigners who were au pairs or who worked, who had moved to the u.s temporarily went to this bar and could kind of connect and hang out sure 
So that's where she and her au pair friends would go. So they go to Zanzibar for the night, as usual. Karina is wearing a sparkly top and tight, shiny silver pants. Okay. It's 1996 Banana Republic Fantasy. That's exactly... <laughs> she's nailed the aesthetic. She's nailed it. Um, and that's just important as far as, like, witness reports. Sure. And her shininess. Um, <laughs> even though she's not 21, uh, A, rules were more lax back then. It's the 90s, you know. Uh, but also, B is part of the sketchy organization that skirted the rules. She had gotten um, a fake ID, so she was able to use that to get into bars. So here's what we know for sure. She and her friends having a great time at Zanzibar, dancing, drinking, partying it up. But Karina is drinking more than usual and gets really fucking drunk. Mm. Um, it's reported that around 2 or 3 in the morning, she fell asleep in the bar. So the bar closes around 2, 2.30. She fell asleep in the bar, uh, possibly in the bathroom. And security, when the bar was closing, escorted her outside. Um, and it's reported, we do know that she tried to get back into the bar to find her friends, but they were like, we're closed. Like, we're trying Got to it. get people out. We're, <clears throat> we're not letting people back inside. Um, so the bouncer wouldn't let her back in. So at this point, there are a number of witness testimonies as to what happened next. It was confirmed by multiple people that Karina spent some time talking and dancing with a homeless man outside the bar for a few minutes. And this guy, they looked into this guy. He's just kind of like a friendly local guy that like people know. And he just not harmless. Not yeah, Or harmless. Oh, yes. Not, yes. Not, Sorry. not harmless. <laughs> Sorry. I, I tried too hard there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, I, you got it. You yeah, got the idea. I'm there. You're there. Um, a couple people saw her talking to a man with a large white dog. Um, and they're both wearing this man and this dog are both wearing Superman shirts. Hmm. The man was later identified as Herb Witten, and he was known to drive down from the North End to uh, to the bars in Boston with his Great Pyrenees in an effort to meet women. So, well, who isn't doing that? I mean, to be fair, that works, but also it's a little <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I think people are more approachable. Like, it's easier to strike up a conversation if you're walking a dog. It just yes, is. it is, it especially is. if you're a drunk. Yeah person you know um <laughs> not that i've been there mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. uh but like it's it's also very sleazy like he would sure. literally drive down with his dog to be like i'm gonna pick up drunk like it women. worked but ethically you shouldn't do it it's fucked up like he would wait outside bars with young girls and like try to pick them up yeah it's just evil it's, genius it's just creepy it's just very creepy i don't even know that it worked like it's just very creepy oh um he was anyone known... with a dog it would work for me regardless you, of... you would get picked up and go home with this guy i don't know about I don't that think i would so. just want to pet the dog <laughs> i mean i think maybe that happened but he literally was just trying to bring women home i don't yeah, know gross. i don't know that that really worked um but so he's like yeah i just go down to pick up chicks okay <laughs> so okay they see you're talking to that guy uh then another witness says he so he's a friend of karina's and he saw her getting into a gray mitsubishi with four men so he notices this and he's like, oh, like, we don't know those guys. I'm going to and I know she's wasted. He goes up to her. She's in the car and the window's down and he says, hey, let's go. You came here with us. Come on. Like, we'll take you home. And before she can get out of the car, before she can even respond, um, he, he was allegedly confronted by one of the men uh, who said, get away from the car, you little shit, or I'll crush your fucking head. <gasps> And so that report was basically well, like she was with these guys. That one's a humdinger. Yeah, that one's tough. Um, a final witness also claimed to have seen her between 3.30 and 4 a.m. outside a 24-hour convenience store on Tremont Street. So 4 a.m., this, this last sighting was the last reported sighting of Karina ever. 
and it is uh, not believed. Well, let me phrase that better. It is believed she never made it back to the studio apartment, to Frank's apartment that night, um, based on like checking the apartment and they don't think she ever got home that night. Mm. For the next 30 hours, no one sees or hears from Karina. But again, it was Friday night into Saturday morning. Um, and she usually stays at this apartment. So her employers aren't expecting her back until Monday. So it's not like they would have known she was missing. Um, and also, like, she didn't have a cell phone. So I don't know if she had a cell phone. I don't think she had a cell phone. It was 96, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, actually quite, I'm actually quite sure. I, I remember them saying she didn't have a cell phone. Um, and like, even though she might've gone out Saturday night too, usually like it wouldn't be that alarming if like she didn't go out for the night, right. if she had gotten really wasted the night before. But like, so it didn't seem very startling to anyone that they hadn't heard from her. So Sunday afternoon, Frank and Susan, her host parents are home watching the news when they see a broadcast that a body of an unidentified blonde woman had be, had been found oh, in shit. a dumpster with a fake ID. So the family gets nervous. They contact the police. They're like, we haven't heard from her recently. Um, we called the apartment, didn't get an answer. And this uh, description fits Karina, our au pair. And so they contact police and is like, uh, are like, I think that's her. Spoiler, spoiler alert, it is her, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, when it's confirmed that Karina is indeed the unidentified blonde woman, the police tell Frank and Susan how her body was found. So what happened was in the early hours of Sunday morning, a homeless man was scouting through garbage cans and dumpsters near Fenway. Um, actually looked up the dumpster. It's, really? Yeah, it's... Um, well, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay. laughs> like, I, I just feel like it's happened so close to where we were. It's just very jarring to think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Close to home. Um, I now finally get it when people write and they're like, oh, I'm from that town in South Dakota. Like, you know, yeah. it's just so troubling when it's near where you know i mean you just said tremont street and i was like wow yeah, right i feel like i was on tremont street every day right when i lived there and like boylston and all that is yeah very yeah so uh early hours of sunday a homeless man was scouting through garbage cans and dumpsters near fenway looking for bottles and cans to turn in you know whatever it may be just collecting um he's digging through a dumpster at 1901 boylston which that i looked up it was right where we lived so there was like that yard house there was a Harvard Vanguard where I got my Remicade infusions. There was a Marshalls across the street. And, like, wow, you'd walk up there to get to Ralph's or mm -hmm. Albertson's or whatever. I don't know. What was the store? Um, Star? Star Market? No. Is it whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, it was Trader like Joe's? No. I don't know. It was, like, that street right up. Like, not if you were turning right to go toward BU, but, like, if you went, if you crossed the street from Brugger's Bagels... Mm. And kept going down where there was, like, a yard house and a Marshalls and a... Oh, like, by Fenway? Yes. And then there was, like, they had just built that new Target as we were moving yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's across from the street from that Target. So oh, it's like shit. Right there. Anyway. Everyone's like, we don't care. <laughs> we get it. I did... Gro I shopped for groceries there. I, you're the only friend <laughs> I have where I've lived in multiple places with, so... Wow. I mean, our, like, little group That's that moved so out weird, here. Huh? Like, Matt and Christine yeah. and all that, but... Anyway, okay. So... So it's fun to be like, oh, yeah, I know that whole city that sure. we all, you also lived. Yeah. So, like, it's relatable. But so the dumpster he's looking through is, like, in a private alley um, separate from kind of all the retail locations. And it's hidden from view. He's digging through the dumpster when he finds a bag that seems particularly heavy. When he tears the plastic open, he sees an arm. And when he sees the arm, he goes running for help, finds police, and says, you need to, there's a, a body in that dumpster. So this poor guy, probably fucking traumatized, I can't imagine. 
Um, like, how can you look in the trash again after that? It's like, I, I would never terrifying. look in another dumpster ever. Terrifying. Um, so they take a look in the bag and find a torso. This Shit. is the second story in a row I've done with a torso, huh? Uh. She, okay, this is rough. So Karina's torso, we found out later it was Karina, had been completely cleaned. Ew. There was no blood. <gasps> drained of blood. All her makeup had been removed, which is just so weird and creepy. Um, And she had gone out that night, like, full sparkly get up, like, Like, okay. someone had removed all her makeup. Her body had been fully and precisely severed at the waist. And they uh, obviously combined this whole torso thing with my other least favorite thing, which is that they cut off her torso at the waist, meaning the only bone they had to saw through was her spine. I know. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's literally oh my god. the worst. Oh my god. We've already talked about fingernails, mm. spines, and torsos today. I'm so Shit. sorry about that. Uh, you almost hit all of the worst spots. Yeah, let's see if I can uh, nail the Mm-mm. nail the home run. Oh god. Um it looked so the cut looked very precise and methodical, like clean cut. Yeah. Um it's like surgical, like someone with a background. Yeah, it looked like almost very well done and precise but at the same time they went through the like again they went there were no bones they really had to cut through mm. so i guess it could have been done with like an electric like there's no real way of knowing yet. yeah it's not totally <clears throat> clear um it's not just a rando with a knife like it was right. definitely like a intentional intentional project that this it wasn't person... like a random hacking yes exactly gross like okay. they took the time to like clean it out of blood and everything there were strangulation marks around her throat, so they figured out she had died of strangulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the problem was that the body had been found about two miles from Zanzibar, meaning there was no way to know where the crime scene was. So there was no way to know where this had taken place, um, where she had, A, been killed, where right. she had been dismembered, um, because between those two miles, it could have been anywhere right. um, and outside of there, too. Uh, so the autopsy also showed that she could have been murdered anywhere between 4 a.m. Saturday when she was last seen and 4 a.m. Sunday. So there was like a 24 hour window where they were not sure mm. how, um, what, how long she she'd was, been alive. Yeah. yeah. So they said like she could have been killed right away. She could have been held somewhere for hours. She could like there's no way to know. Um, so that was even obviously made it more difficult to nail down any details. And like obviously what's terrible too is that she could have been alive for 24 hours before ending up in the dumpster which is also awful um at first they had no way of identifying the body because her id was fake but then the host family called in and said hey this description sounds like our au pair um after interviewing witnesses mentioned earlier the first person police looked at was herb witten the guy with twinning with his dog Mm -hmm. um because he was known as like a sketchy dude that wandered around and tried to pick up drunk women right um around clubs and bars and Zanzibar's security footage actually showed him right there in the area that night. And a witness said, I saw her talking to him. So it was Mm. like, okay, let's talk to this guy first. Um, he explained he was only down there to pick up women with his dog. We get it. He made Uh, himself look like a class act, right? Classy dude. Uh, he reported he didn't know what happened to Karina and he was known as like neighbors and stuff called him very creepy, very off. Like he just wasn't, wasn't like a well-respected dude Mm -hmm. um lo and behold he had a solid alibi so he had gotten a speeding ticket on the way home that night um and had been pulled over and so that could be verified so that gave him an alibi like i wasn't off murdering someone i was in my car right 
It would be difficult to dismember and dispose of her body in that time, but certainly not impossible. And, like, branching from that, what if she was in the trunk? Right. Like, what if... What if he had brought her somewhere already and mm-hmm. was speeding home? Like, we don't know. What if she was in the trunk and he was speeding home? I don't necessarily think that rules him out completely, to be quite honest with you. And a lot of people don't like that that immediately pulled him off the suspect list. Yeah. Because um, obviously they didn't search his car or anything. Uh, but so that gave him a full tight alibi. Um, and he was taken off the list. Okay. Uh, they later did examine the vehicle and couldn't find any evidence of a crime being committed. So either she hadn't been in the car or he had cleaned it very well. Uh, he was considered an unlikely suspect through the rest of it. Um, although he did seem to act really weird throughout the rest of the case. And like, he was an odd guy. So I guess that wasn't like shocking. Wasn't abnormal for (laughs) him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but still it's, it seemed kind of unlikely that he had the skill to like pull off this dismemberment. Right. It was, like you said, like Black Dahlia. It's it's often related to the Black Dahlia, like that precise, like the, yeah. like surgically precise. Um, but at the same time, he was known to build things regularly as a hobby and did have a buzzsaw. So, well, something to consider. Something to think about. Uh, either way, this lead was cut short when a few months after the murder, <sighs> Witten's sister called 911. Uh, Witten had... Uh, taken his own life. He died by suicide in his sister's bathtub mm. by cutting his own throat. Shit. Uh, a lot of people found this incredibly incriminating, mm-hmm. saying like he had something he to was hide in the midst exactly in the midst of being investigated for Karina's death. Um, and then his lawyer confirmed he had developed quite a bit of paranoia surrounding the case and was like getting increasingly agitated and upset about the public being in the public eye public exposure so i mean that trail just kind of ended at that point and the next uh person of interest were karina's host parents because they obviously you know were close with her so remember how they called police of their own accord to be like i think that's our au pair yeah well police thought that was a little suspicious because the description that was given on the news is that a blonde girl's body had been found oh that was it yeah, and, like, with a fake ID, but still, like, that wasn't necessarily... Something they could have known or yeah, would have known. Yeah, would have been, like, oh, for sure, that's her. Like, it just... And they weren't expecting to see her till Monday, so it was right. just very odd that, like... They, like, they were very helpful. Yes. Like, almost maybe too helpful. Yes, yes. And so it was a little bit strange, um, and it it just kind of struck police as odd. So when police questioned other nannies and au pairs who knew Karina and the family, they found out Frank, the dad was considered by many to be very creepy and sleazy mm-hmm. to women, mm. like the young women, um, sometimes flirtatious and sometimes crossing the line and being directly suggestive. Oh boy. Uh, there had actually been a rumor that Karina may have been pregnant. That's one <gasps> thing. Oh, no. Um, pro- possibly with Frank as a father, which is perhaps why her body had been severed to hide mm. any sort of pregnancy. Um, another theory was that perhaps it was severed to hide any evidence of sexual assault. Sure. So it's not clear. This is all rumor. Um, but that's just one thing that was thrown around. Uh, this would also explain the, quote, terrible thing that had happened that she had written to her friends about. Um, it could also have been sexual assault, like I said. Um, if he had raped her she may not have gone to authorities for knowing she was there illegally right. for fear of being deported etc this is all speculation and rumor but this is just 
one thing that people throw around. Uh, When investigating the family, police found them extremely difficult, even hostile, uh, extremely uncooperative. Neither had an alibi and immediately lawyered up. But um, also they had been housing an au pair who hadn't gone through legal channels. So like they had they did have something to protect. They needed to hide their like have legal support for that. But then something weird happened. What's up? Tell me. Right behind their condominium, like 200 feet away, is a condominium they owned. Uh, Monday, a day after Karina's upper torso was found, at 9.20 p.m., police are dispatched to a dumpster fire that is located 200 feet away from their condo. Where the bottom half of her is? Well, Dover police recovered the charred remains of clothing and various pieces of trash. Uh, The dumpster had been extensively damaged, but it was really suspicious there were no remains found. Uh, it didn't test positive for blood, but there, the fire had been started intentionally. So it's thought maybe they were burning her clothes, maybe some evidence. Um, they didn't find remains, but it was just very odd timing that the day after her body was found, a dumpster fire went up like in their backyard, essentially. Right, 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 like, right. Right behind their condo. Another person of interest was a musician. This is like kind of random and weird. Uh, a musician named John Zawiz, uh, stage name mm-hmm. uh, he was a musician who lived in the area it's unclear how he was connected connected initially to the case but he was rumored to operate in black magic mm. what um, does that mean he was kind of in this like grunge band and it was said that he did like occult stuff oh. you know hmm. um and so obviously that immediately made people be like "Ooh, satanism you know uh but shortly after karina's murder he released a song uh with the lyrics quote I've got an old man's car. I've got a jazz guitar. I've got a tab at Zanzibar tonight. That's where I'll be. So people uh, were like, that's okay. odd. Zanzibar. Yeah. He's singing about the bar. But like outside uh, of the lyrics, there'd been no link to her. Sure. People just were like, well, that's so weird. And like, he could literally have just been singing about her murder Zanzibar, with, yeah. or her murder without even like having done it. Like, right. you know, everyone knew it had happened. However, oh, I forgot about this. In an interview with the Boston Phoenix, he, when he was interviewed about being a person of interest, he made the following statement, quote, I have human thigh bones that we use in a magical ritual. And so people were like, wait, what? what? You have human thigh bones. I mean, remember, right. her bottom half is missing. Right. It and was he... just a very weird thing to say in an interview. So literally, I can't think of anything weirder. I think maybe it's the weirdest thing that's ever been said in an interview. And we've been interviewed. And I feel like they didn't ask him if he had human thigh bones. I feel like he volunteered that information. It seems like it would be really hard to ask a direct question to get that kind of a response. Any question, how does that information reveal itself? There's really no need for you to tell anyone that, really. Right. I mean, yeah. So that was just very strange. And then his song. But, like, people, I mean, there was no link otherwise um he just was a weird ass dude sounds like it so police also spoke remember i said karina had dated a few guys casually um so one of whom was the police a police officer so they had uh there's not a ton of info on him including his name they have not shared his name but boston police say he was thoroughly investigated and wasn't connected to the crime but this statement raised some eyebrows because at that point boston police was really corrupt they were going through a ton of scandals like, they were just not in a good place. Um, there was a lot of cover-up going on. It it just was one of those things where people didn't necessarily trust that statement. Got it. Um, they questioned more than 300 witnesses and potential suspects, but found no fucking links to Karina and mm. what could have happened. 
So as far as Karina's family back home in Sweden, obviously they were heartbroken, devastated. Uh, when a detective on the case spoke to Karina's family, her father asked the detective simply, what am I getting back? And the detective was like totally taken aback. Um, but he responded, you're getting her upper torso. You're getting her beautiful face. Cause they were there waiting for her body and they didn't, they knew she had been mutilated, but they didn't know. Right. I mean, the, I mean, God, how bad just it was thought yeah. in 19. Um, her remains were sent back to Sweden and a funeral service was held. Friends and family at uh, attended. They all wore bright colors to celebrate her vitality. Um, so I'm just going to read some of the theories because this case has never been fucking solved. And like, it should be solved. Like it should be solved. Right, right, right. Somebody right. has to know something about someone got away with it. Yeah. Someone got away with this horrible, horrible thing. Um, so some of the theories are that Herb Witten may have attempted to sexually assault her, killing her in the process. Um, that's one theory. Killer may have been an unknown attacker, just like someone who took advantage of her being intoxicated, maybe offering her a ride to another party before raping, abducting, and killing her, or just abducting and killing her. Um, a third theory is that her police officer boyfriend had killed her, leading to a cover-up, um, since I, there isn't much revealed about that relationship, but um, who knows? And finally, many continue to theorize that Karina's host family uh, were involved and were the ones to blame for her death. Right. That sounds pretty likely to me, that one. Right? Like, it, isn't it always people who know? I mean, not always, but like, I'm It sounds like of out of time. guilt, they were very quick to report her. Or just out of, like, what we the talked about fire. in the last episode, like, overly cooperative of trying to hide something by yeah. being, by being so like, oh. Yeah. And misdirecting and all yeah, that. Yeah. And being like so overly cooperative that it's like fishy yeah <laughs> um so there's that i mean many believe at least that frank and susan have more information than they've let on like that at the very least people are like they've got to know something because she wrote home something terrible had happened right like i mean come on they have to know something right like i mean maybe not but that's my guess is that they do uh, so rumors have circulated for the last two decades that either Karina was in perhaps in a relationship with Frank Rapp or perhaps was sexually assaulted by him. All alleged there is no proof of this. Just want to clear that up. Um, one, the response to the crime was very odd. It's hard to ignore. And then there's a dumpster fire on their mm -hmm. property the day after her body was found. Uh, and then there's Susan's art. Okay. Uh-oh. As years passed, Frank and Susan kind of fell out of the limelight. Like I said, this story just stopped receiving any sort of press, which right. is just very sad because it deserves attention and closure. That is until people began to notice an odd trend in Susan's art. Remember, she's a prominent painter. Right, right, right. Uh, several of her pieces uh, depicted violent scenes that had really odd links like what? to Karina. So... Her site was actually taken down in early 2018, but when I was listening to Crime Junkie, the episode was before that, and they were literally describing the paintings, and I, I'm i so bummed that the website had been taken down, because I got to hear the description of the paintings. I bet you she took the website down because people were... Talking about them? Yeah, going and looking at them. But so, I will just read to you what the description Crime Junkie gave looking at these paintings, and I found a couple of them. I went on... Um, the Wayback Machine, where you can find, like, archived mm. pages of websites. And I found a couple, but I couldn't find the full exhibit, unfortunately. Um, okay, so this is how they described it. Uh, it's called the Never Been Seen Exhibit, and the painting is called Carried Across. 
It's a blue painting of what looks like a man holding the body of a naked woman upside down. Oh. And she looks unconscious or dead, and he looks shocked and horrified. In the shadows, there looks to be another woman, or another person, probably a woman, caressing the man's head as if to comfort him. So that's one of the paintings. Okay. There's another picture, or another painting called Events, which is a girl who, like, is blonde, looks a lot like Karina. I mean, it's, you know, painting, so it's subjective, but... Yeah. Uh, and it looks like a blonde girl or woman pushing away a man who has wings. Huh. But, like, pushing him away from her. Sure. So that one's a little bit odd, too. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a tweet that I found when I was trying to find all this shit in the middle of the night. Um, the tweet was by someone named Bill Greider, who had listened to the Crime Junkie episode and was, like, going through the website. And he noticed another painting of hers called Third World Donkey. And the por- the painting is just of a woman's torso. Well, if that doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> so, on the one hand, it's like, maybe this is her way of coping with, like, a fucking horrible tragedy that... A young woman that was, like, living with her and basically her surrogate daughter for a while was... And also her own trauma with it of, like, people thinking that she was involved. Totally. Like, it could totally be, like, not her and she's just telling her story of what happened. I mean, even... I can't imagine even being associated with this without being blamed. Like, that must be fucking traumatic to have, like... She was raising your children. Like, she was in your home. She was your family, basically. So... And then she was accused of perhaps being involved. So, you're right. Like... It could be a way of coping, could have nothing to do with it, and people are reading into it. It could also be very telling. Or it could be very telling. Yeah. And, a, you know, perhaps a guilt thing, perhaps she knew something, perhaps she's expressing. It's unclear. So it has now been over 23 years since this murder. Um, there was a partial print that had been found at the scene. It's never been matched to anyone in CODIS. Um, and tragically, the lower half of her body has never been found. Shit. Uh, former homicide prosecutor David Myers says the case still haunts him to this day, and he says... Not many do. Um, In an interview with the Boston Globe, he said, it's as haunting today as it was 20 years ago, if not more so, because no one has come forward. Because whoever is responsible for this, whether it's one person or more than one person, has apparently not slipped up and said anything to anyone who would have an interest in saying anything. And there's no crime scene. There's no ability to determine with any definite basis how she was killed, why she was killed, where she was killed, never mind who killed her. Mm. So it's, like, so frustrating because there's nothing. Like, they don't even know where she died. So... Just nothing to go on except like a partial print. That's crazy. It's terrible. So it's technically still an active case, but there has been like no movement essentially. They barely get any tips. Most people have never heard of this. Like it's such a small, it gets such little attention for being such a gruesome, horrific crime in such a big city. Um, Especially for like a young blonde woman. I mean, I feel like in the US, those are the stories that get the most attention. So it's a little bit shocking to me. It is very weird. Um, anyway, it's considered very unlikely that any concrete answers will be found. I mean, I sometimes like to think like back in the day we never knew or people never knew DNA was even a thing. Yeah. So like maybe someday there will be something else, something we don't know about, which is just what I try to tell myself as like a comfort thing. But you know, who's to say her family still hopes to find answers, but it's been extremely hard for them because they're not U.S. citizens They can't get the ball moving over here. People aren't as interested in working on a case for, you know, of somebody who is not a U.S. national. Right, 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 right. Who's here legally anyway. Like, it's just not, nothing has really moved. And they don't have the money or, like, the sway to get any attention. 
um, and to keep Karina's story in the public eye. So that's something that's why I've been wanting to cover this for so long. Um, they've struggled to keep the public public's interest. Um, and this is one of those cases where I personally believe somebody knows something. It was recent enough that like, yeah, whoever did it is someone most out there likely is still, still alive. Out there, yeah. yeah. Someone who knows something about who, who did it or what happened. I like just hope somebody comes forward and is like, I can't live with this guilt anymore or anything. Right. Or I know my neighbor, my boyfriend, whoever. Um, if you have any idea what may have happened to Karina, um, maybe go look up her photo if you were in that area during the time. I don't know. Um, contact Boston PD if you have any idea. As the case is still open, they're seemingly pursuing any leads they said that come their way, anything they're looking into. Uh, former prosecutor David Meyer, who I mentioned earlier, I'm um, just going to end on one of his quotes from the article, from the interview with the Boston Globe. He said, quote, for the family of Karina Homer, nothing would be more satisfying than bringing them some sense of justice, some resolution. I don't want to say it would take a miracle, but it would take an extraordinary piece of evidence to charge someone, let alone prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. There is nothing about this case that's ordinary, and there's everything about this case that's extraordinary. Wow. And that is the case of Karina Homer, the Swedish nanny. Wow. Oh, oh, and there's Jesus. Gio to make his opinions known. <laughs> yeah, to, to have the last word, as usual. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just such a fucked up story. She was 19. Or and what 19 year was that? 20, 96. 96. <clears throat> she was here for a few months just to, like, travel. Isn't that crazy, like, in that time frame? Yeah. And, like, she won a lottery ticket, which is the only way she could make it over here. And was so... She's like, this is fate. This was meant to be that I could, like, Ugh. make it to the U.S. I mean, it's just... Awful. Just, like, snuffed. She was just snuffed out. Like, yeah. Like, her... It was very, very fucked up and sad. Um, and, like, some people have tried to frame it as, like, oh, well, she was out drinking. It's like, don't... Don't. Yeah. No. You were out drinking. Right. Right. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Also, like, she's 19 or 20. It's like those people 20. saying that, you know, you deserve your based on what you're wearing. Short. Yeah. Totally. Like, shut the fuck up. I mean, I say this... I've said this before, but, like, anytime I hear that, it's like, I should be able to walk down the street butt ass naked butt ass naked and not be raped sorry is that too much to ask you know it's yeah. like just pisses me off when people turn it on her like oh well she was partying yeah what i you know there's ugh. i'm very glad that i'm not surrounded by conservative people who actually think that like i don't know yeah that pe- girls we, are asking well, for anything in, in LA, we, rape, for- murder. we forget how common that that is i mean i mean i do like until i go home to ohio or anywhere well, and i'm like oh shit i forgot <laughs> yeah i didn't realize how uh conservative parts of virginia are until i go back now and i'm like i cannot believe i used to just sit here and listen to this conversation and probably like i i was probably guilty of some like really stupid oh, sure. shit at some point until i like used my goddamn brain yeah it was like it's a rough transition to go back and think oh god this is I never, I never realized how much I changed when I moved out here until I was out here for long enough and then went back to Virginia and heard some of the conversations that people in our, like, yeah. big generic circle say. And I never used to be offended by everything that came out of their mouth. And now I'm like, please never come near me again. Yeah, like, how... Anyway, things like that, like, she was asking for it. Totally. And or, it, like, or, like, guys can't control themselves. Yeah. Or she was drunk. I mean... I mean, even when it's murder, like, not just Sorry. assault. Yeah, but like, exactly. Like, like, oh, well, you know, boys will be boys. Like, people can get angry. They just can't control themselves. She uh, put she put herself in their way. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so stupid. Like, you, I should, I'm seeing, seriously, a young, anybody should be able to fucking lay naked in a room and yeah. not be fucking touched. Like, this is not, 
that does not make anyone your property. Yeah. Your right to talk. It's, I mean, obviously, I feel like I'm saying this and it sounds so absurd. We're saying it to an audience of people who already agree with <laughs> right, us. Right, exactly. And, and it's just mind blowing. And the that... people who don't are just going to leave one star reviews, which they do. It's just, it's just like. One time in the very beginning, I don't remember what happened, but in the very beginning of this podcast, <laughs> we got hate mail from a guy because oh do you remember that it was when i was working at nickelodeon i don't remember what it was Uh, my day job too there was something where like this guy left this woman and she used his credit card and we were like and she he like fucked her over and like cheated on her or something but left his wallet or something so she went and bought a bunch of shit which like sure don't do that but like also we were like yeah i get it or something like we just responded as we're like, like good for you like if he fucked you over like and then she by the way took her own life so like it was a very fucking trajectory for her it was not like he he basically pulled the not all men card in an email or like, something you're and you're being sexist against men by saying like you should take advantage of their money and i was like that's literally not at all <laughs> we are talking about suicide i'm sorry that you got overshadowed by credit card purchases at also every man that says not all men just let me see you like picketing and volunteering and protesting and then you're allowed to say not all men but i have a headache this is i have a headache too horrible. i have a headache too anyway sorry i have so- i'm sorry i have i have <laughs> not to be on my soapbox but we've been here all day so i'm just ranting oh, but yeah. i have fucking family members who are like well not all men and i'm like okay well many men and like what? right that's not the point it's like that's like saying like oh well white lives matter or like yeah like, obviously they've always like, mattered they, we've never said they didn't there's but, a reason we have right right <laughs> all lives matter obviously but there's a point there's a reason why some of them need to be <laughs> we need to make we're just getting into our like <laughs> the, li- the liberal gemini's in us are just losing our minds right now the la the la uh, avocado eating liberals are out to play Sorry we think Black Lives Matter and people should, like, no means no. Like, my bad. <laughs> my fucking bad. Sorry. There was a really funny tweet I saw today where it was, like, like a, a quote that adults will tell you where, like, as you get older, the, you become more conservative. And then it said, but actually me, as the years go on. And it was a screenshot of the cha-cha slide where it says, slide to the left. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. My ex-boyfriend used to say that. He's like, well, you have to understand... As pe- he listen. Well, this if is, anyone tells this you, you have its to understand. Own long story, right? In and of itself, but whatever. But he basically used to say, like, well, you know, as people get older, they generally, it's statistically proven, they become more conservative. Uh, what are you talking about? Oh, so that's why I need to now become a Republican because if I'm a grandpa in fifty years, I'll like I don't that. If conservative means love is love and nobody's fucking killing anymore, then yeah. I mean, sure. I also think grandparents today are probably a little less conservative than they were 50 years ago. That's my, what I like to think. I'll tell you, my grandparents are two of the most liberal, supportive. I mean, they, yeah. my grandpa identifies as Republican. But when it comes to, like, the fact that I'm LGBT, he has other LGBT grandkids, like, Nobody fucks with that. He's yeah. like, they are the most progressive grandparents I've ever seen. My grandma loves to call me and tell me all about how she's watching uh, I Am Jazz, <laughs> yeah. the transgender uh, uh, girl on um, TLC. Yeah. Um, she loves jazz. That's hysterical. She, anyway, I, they are very progressive. Like, old dogs can learn new tricks. So slide to the fucking left, motherfuckers. <laughs> Cha-cha slide with me, grandma. You lost, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for our rant. We're just so tired and it's so fucking hot in here. So sorry. And hopefully everyone who's listening is not a Republican. So everything we just said is uh, perfectly fine to say and your brains aren't exploding. Voted for Trump. 
<laughs> and your brain did explode. And I hope you do it again, too. Trump? JK, please don't Trump fucking Trump 2020! Think... God. I, by the way, I'm dying for the red hat that says, uh, make racists afraid again. Oh, yeah. I love that hat. Wait, you know that exists, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant you're dying for some I just want to make... buy it. But oh, it's great. It looks like make, make America great again, but it the... says make racists afraid again. I have again. one that says make America emo again that I love, but I I, I get too nervous to wear it because the font is so small. That's why I haven't gotten the it's, that hat. Cause it's I'm actually like... like I've worn it once or twice and people will in L.A. will literally fucking gun you down with their eyes. And I'm like, OK, they don't it's like read the fucking hat. Yeah. Read it. <laughs> I know you're across the street. You really don't know. But like. I'm going to not wear this anymore. That's why I have, I was in San Francisco and I almost bought the hat yeah. and I was like, I don't even it's want people to, even wear to like yeah. throw food at me or something. Cause they yeah. didn't read the hat. Um, there's one Karamo made a shirt that I really wanted that said, um, that said made by immigrants. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I want that shirt. So Love bad. it. Anyway, anyway, fuck everyone. Anyway, fuck Trump. Just kidding. Um, I love everyone and like, I wish they loved everyone too. Unfortunately they don't. Yes. It's too bad. But we love you. All right. We do deeply. And we're so thankful you're here. You're probably not here anymore. But anyway, good night to <laughs> only the people who believe love is love. And that's why we drink. That's why we fucking drink. We love you. Also, that's it. That's all. Goodbye. <laughs> Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.